This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today's Monday, April 8th. This is episode 246. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. Hey guys. <laughs> Matt's here. And we also have Megan in studio with us. Yay! I'm Wonderful here. Megan Kennedy. Well, previously Megan Kennedy. Yes. Or are you still going by Megan Kennedy? I don't, I don't I, know. That's don't just, know. that's like my stage name. That's my, it's my Madonna name. So oh, we're going to keep that. Okay. And then, you know, I'll, I'll do the whole whatever marital name thing behind the scenes. But Kennedy's cool for now. Okay. Yeah. It has a certain royalty to it. Yeah. It's easy to remember. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but you haven't been here for like a year, man. It's really good to see you again. I, it's good to see you guys. I'm so stoked to be back here. It, it doesn't feel like it's been a year, honestly, since I started no. here. Yeah, but, I, yeah. When you said it's been more than a year, I was like, yeah, I guess so. It just doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's actually been that long. It's been last year went by really fast. Wow. Yeah. Well, what have you guys been doing for the last week? Working overtime that I got directed to work. Oh yay! You got voluntold. Yeah, we're uh, we're hurting right now. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people calling out sick, or are you just understaffed. Understaffed right now. We had a few people left, went to different departments and stuff, and they haven't hired new guys yet. So like Saturday, there was two of us that got directed to work, and there was like six guys already on overtime. Oh wow! So. Hmm, super busy. Yeah, I don't see that getting any better anytime soon. And then Wildland season's right around the corner. Wowzers. Super. And you? You were you were not here last week. Yeah. Same old stuff. Yeah. I mean Brandon turned eighteen, but you know. That's wild too, man. Last week, yeah. You have a you now have an adult son. Mm-hmm. And a baby. Son. And a baby. Yeah. It's quite a gap. Uh-huh. Yeah. So did you kick him the fuck out of the house yet then? Uh, no. he, yeah, he already left. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's right after the birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> you have a limo waiting outside like, hey, that ain't coming back. I wish he would spend more time at my house, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I don't see my kids nearly as much as I would like either. They're adults now and doing their own things, and eventually maybe I'll see them more often, but they're they're young and having fun. And I remember when I was their age and was like, I want to go home. Fuck that. I'll, let's let's do something. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go do things and mm-hmm. junk and stuff. Move fast and break shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never broke shit though. Mm. Like I'm, I'm myself. I mean, I broke shit, but just not my bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to go visit with puppies. Yeah. Tracy's brother had a has a has a lab and bred it with the Siberian Husky. So he that's has, an advanced lab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he has, he has, uh, his dog had a litter of 10 Huskadors. Huskador. <laughs> yeah. What a clunky name. Yeah. They're adorable though. And they're so soft. They're like the size of maybe a small Nerf football. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like little chunks of furry flesh that j- they can't even really walk yet. Their eyes are just barely open. They just kind of scoot around. Oh and, oh, but so how many did you kidnap? Cute. 
I wanted to bring them all yeah. home, but then I know they'll get bigger and mm. a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, time for that. They <laughs> got time for that. Yeah, ten puppies, man. And they're wow. They're super fucking cute. But I liked it very much. Um and we still haven't got the roof fixed. Had the had the final bid come in today. And I have some questions for two companies that remain in the mix, and then I will pick from one of them. So it's looking like it's going to be somewhere between two and three thousand dollars to fix the fucking. Is the question leak. whether or not they take payment and cookies? No, oh. low jobs. Ah, well, mm. I was going to go there, but I decided to be polite tonight. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with sex work, Ryan? It's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's consenting just... adults. It's business. It's just not legal yet. True, not here anyway. Yeah, some you tell places, it's so but not here. Yeah. Uh, but we have a lot of fun stuff. We're going to be talking about ancient aliens and Mormons and racisms. It all goes together so well. All the racisms, <laughs> bro. And I wore. I, I know we're going to be talking about this guy a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I wore it's this cool shirt. tonight. I have my Cthulhu one. Of, well, one of my Cthulhu shirts on. Uh, but we're we're gonna we're gonna talk to Megan about all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. You just you have awesome talks, so I'm really excited about this. So. We'll, we'll get to that on the other side. This is Nick Fish, president of American Atheists. Uh, you can learn more about our work at www.atheists.org. Make sure to check out our national convention coming up Easter weekend in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you there, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. John and Kate have definitely had sex. How do you know? Looking at HR, I've developed a sixth sense for people's sex lives. I'll bet there's a crazy Venn diagram of sexual encounters in this room. It is weird to think that all these people wearing nice suits, drinking coffee, talking calmly, have all had penises and vaginas in their mouths. Literally all of them. Tailored suits are the only thing hiding the fact that we're all hairy mammals with horrifying genitalia. I mean, yeah, my genitalia is fine, but I understand what you're saying. My genitalia is horrifying. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. All right, Megan, I'm going to wait until you take a sip of your drink and okay, then start. <laughs> I did it. I know. And then I've been start asking you questions about it. Uh, so <clears throat> you're here to talk to us about ancient aliens. I am. Yeah. And and racism mm-hmm. and the fun stuff. Yeah. That's not fun stuff. It's well, racism well, isn't fun for the. Racism is not fun stuff. Yeah. Um, the myth is fun to mess with, and it's fun to break stuff that should be broken like this. So yeah. we're going to break some shit that should be broken. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so the last talk we gave with religious education series, which is our, my lecture series that we, we haven't done a new talk since December and it'll be a little bit till we do a new one, but we were talking about, um, how, uh, ancient aliens, lost cities, uh, lost civilization mythology promotes white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a continuation of a historical process that started with colonialism and, and has just continued on and taken a lot of different shapes. And, uh, Mormonism comes into play with that because it's the same basic setup. Um, they just use divine revelation instead of things like eugenics or, um, you know, quote unquote civilization, um, to blame for their racism. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all kind of go in a nice historical line. You can see a nice line draw from old, co- old colonial myths up into the 20th century with Lovecraft and Joseph Smith has to do with that. And, and then they're all, they're all drinking from the same gross racist, uh, <laughs> beverage cup, if you will. Um, it all looks, it all looks different when it comes out, but it's all the same life. Well, and I watched you talk a couple times, um, and it, it touched on a couple things that, that you had mentioned in other talks. You know, it talks about colonialism, racism, all of those things, but it was, 
it, it was something that I'd never really thought much about. Like I'd always mm-hmm. just taken it as, oh yeah, they're they're silly, weird stories that yeah. people buy into. You know, a lot along the lines of like conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. ancient myths, all these weird things. And one of the things that I had never really drawn a line through all of that is that it is pretty racist because a lot of these myths deal with deal with the natives in the area as if oh well certainly they're too fucking stupid to mm-hmm. build their own shit right, right. So they had to have they're they're brown people black people whatever the, clearly they can't invent this stuff or come up with it by themselves they had to have had some outside influence and yep. super knowledge passed on to right. them right um and there's a specific uh reference i make in the talk um to uh du bois propaganda of history it's a specific concept and uh the example i think i used in the talk was about onesimus he was a um i believe an enslaved man that introduced inoculation mm. for smallpox mm. and it's not a story that's told a lot because that would challenge our ability to deal with slavery and racism on on um honest terms and and yeah these myths seem real fun and, and just kind of jokey when we're like oh aliens what if we have all these historical questions and mysteries to answer and it's kind of gross how people who propagate ancient aliens myth latch on to people's honest curiosity for our gaps in history and our real questions about our past and real questions about um, how ancient people got along and where, how our society stems from that. Um, and they just answer those questions with kind of racist, emotional, emotional pleas. And they, and they count on you not knowing the context these things come from um, and kind of fill you in with a false answer. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's been going on a long time, unfortunately. And, and it's not just, fun myth when it's when it affects real world stuff when it affects how people vote and how they how lawmakers uh, make decisions um when you look at the the spike in hate crimes when you look at how indigenous and um uh, these cultures that have been both indigenous cultures both in north and north and south america have been treated um it's not just a joke to say that they don't have any land they don't have any history they can't build their own civilizations or cultures or myth like that's dehumanization that's the the i believe the list of like um, warning signs for genocide. One of those things is is talking about is in removing a people from their context mm. um, and erasing their history. And that's exactly what these ancient aliens myths do. They're not fun. They're not. They're presented as fun, unfortunately, and mm. just entertainment. But they're only really entertainment for white people. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, they're not even entertaining. They're more like, you fucking dumb, dude. Yeah, and they just ask a lot of questions. If you notice, they don't really tell you anything. They just, no, what well, if could aliens? It be? Could it? And the thing is, some of the things that they're asking questions are making like theories for their hypothesis hypothesizing <laughs> I still fucked that up hypothesis those things uh-huh. um we already have good answers for yeah. a lot of it a it's lot like of it, we yeah. already know what was going on there and now you're going nope that's mm-hmm. completely out of the picture this is fucking it because obviously like i said they're too fucking dumb to do something like that kind of thing yeah and it one doesn't help that we don't have an education system that teaches us in-depth stuff about history. We get we get literal whitewash history all the time. I mm. mean, um, so the stuff we do already know. It's not like you have to get to the college level to even access a ton of that. And even yeah. then, it's uh, you know, are you accessing the right classes? Do your do, do your instructors care about telling you? You know, um, so it's it's a we kind of have this perfect environment for this stuff to bubble up in, which other conspiracy theories I think fit in this. You know, where we have a high value on like emotional connectivity to stuff instead of logic in our country and, and reason and kind of, we have that like intellectual streak that doesn't help. Um, we don't get taught correct history. Um, and we just, we just have so much pushing against the reality of history. That's, um, incentivizes like white supremacy and these structures that 
Um, a lot of people are really incentivized to keep going. Um, and ancient aliens guys make so much fucking money. They make so <laughs> yeah. much money. Archaeologists don't make money. I remember when you showed those numbers. I was like, holy fuck. It's like the ghost hunters and psychics. Yeah. and Yeah. they And I, I don't know how much those guys make. Man, that would be a good question. I wonder how much like the actual ghost hunter guys make. But um, yeah, ancient aliens guys make so much money off of yeah. their shows, off the books. History Channel, they make like, oh, I think I have the figure in here. It's like something like a million dollars an episode. And it costs them a hundred K to make an episode of that's an insane profit margin. Wow. Um, the experts they get to come on, they don't get paid. Um, yeah. but the producers do, like the, you know, the guys involved with it. Um, it's it they're the ones making money off this stuff. They constantly talk about archaeologists hiding these things and it's a big grand conspiracy to protect this truth. Like, for what? Do these guys make sixty <laughs> K a year tops? Like what's well, I was watching a thing with today actually with uh, Josh Gates. Oh, I love that guy. I, I, I do too. But he was it was doing the the Egyptian thing where they're un- unveiling a tomb live. Oh on. yeah. And Doctor Zawahi goes, "You should come work for us." And he goes, "How much do you get paid?" He goes, "You don't." Yeah. Yep. You, we don't make money doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you work for free. Nobody here gets paid. Yeah. It's there's no incentive for archaeologists to hide this stuff. Like you're gonna you want me to hide like a conspiracy of aliens? You're gonna have to pay me the fuck so much money, so much money to hide that. Um, but they can never produce any of this stuff, right? Nobody's hiding anything. And um, the ones who are making the money are the ones who are telling you that everybody else is hiding stuff to make money. The numbers are there. Yeah, it's really strange to me that people buy into all this stuff so easily and just just willingly walk into like, I believe dumb stuff now. They don't ever, they don't ever seem to question it. There's There's very yeah. little critical thinking about much of this, which I think is a problem with so many other topics and and things that we see around us every day nowadays is just that and and dr garcia mentioned it when we were interviewing him last week that you know we really need to start getting better at teaching critical thinking yeah. to people so that they can see through you know what to a lot of other people is obvious bullshit yeah and the part of the problem is that they're not they don't feel like they're they believe dumb shit they feel like they now are smarter than everybody mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. yeah and so there's there's huge ego incentive to move down paths like that when you aren't critical yeah. yeah well i think too when you look at the egyptian stuff we see the big stuff they built the mm-hmm. big pyramids they're big things they built you're like well how the fuck did they do that it's like well it took them three thousand years to learn how to fucking do that mm-hmm. did it that's how long the egyptian like the, the the big things you see that was towards the end like they're like the first they're like the, even like the i'm saying like the it's like the 15th dynasty tombs we're all below ground. They weren't building big pyramids. They were doing mounds and putting everything below ground. It took them a long time to learn how to Where actually they put their almond joys. Oh, in their in their pants. <laughs> no, not near the mounds. No. <laughs> no, but it took them a long time to learn how to actually build large structures. I thought those were big grain silos. Mm-hmm. Well, Isn't that God. what mm-hmm. Herman Cain? No, Ben Carson. Fuck. You fucking racist. Oh, Ben. <laughs> Sorry, Herman Cain has been in the news lately because he's. Been Trump's pick well, or something else. I also is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't it housing? No. No. That's, that's, that's you, you racist. Ben Carson's oh, doing. Damn it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Not to derail us too much on this, but did you hear what that one senator actually said to Ben Carson during a uh, hearing last week? Uh, no. He goes through a whole thing. They're like, "Why aren't you giving us the information he wants to put out?" And he gives some bullshit answer, and he goes, "Honestly, I think we're all dumber now." <laughs> the senator said that to yeah, Ben Carson. Yeah, because Ben kept asking, <laughs> like, Ben Carson, we need your this this direction to put out. And he's like, well, I didn't want to put it out. I was like, well, why not? So I don't think you're going to like it. He's like, well, but you're not putting out any information. I don't think you're going to like it, yeah. so I'm just not going to report it. Yeah, he's like, I don't think you're going to like what we got to say. He's like, well, 
that doesn't matter. You're still not putting out the fucking reports you're supposed to put out. He's like, yeah, well, I just didn't do it because you're not going to like it. And the guy's like, fuck, like we're just, we're now stupider than when we're stupider now when the whole thing started. And it's like, wow. yeah, Ben Carson is, yeah, he worked on brains, but. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow he doesn't really have proves one. that intelligence doesn't transfer to all areas. Yes. You know? <laughs> so your and your talk was broken up into into different sections. Do you want to kind of go through your talk? Oh and, yeah, and, but, uh, and yeah. If you want, work? you guys to jump in. Yeah, like like a uh, yeah, we can do that. That totally works. So yeah, we started. Um, the tricky thing I learned doing this talk and researching was learning how reporting on conspiracy theories and um, things like this, which is definitely under that envelope of kind of irrational. Um, answer stuff kind of like religion Mm -hmm. um and it and it um it relates to we've had a resurgence of ancient alien belief i think they've like it's like tripled in the last couple of years oh really um it's up to like 40 something percent almost 50 percent belief in ancient aliens thanks history channel yeah and they're and they make so much money and they don't give a shit there's no there's no ethical consideration on that um so that's getting worse. A and lot no of, ever to to provide some real education to people on these topics. Mm-hmm. It's all sensationalized. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and and you've got you know Graham Hancock just put out a new book. Eric, nobody's stopping Von Daniken. He's been he's been doing this since the '60s, and he's been debunked publicly multiple times. Nobody cares. It's it like Yuri Geller. Matter. Yeah, it yeah. the guy matter. just keeps coming back yeah. like a fucking. It's like Joseph Smith. Yeah, it's like like the Pope. It's like it's like every fucking charlatan bullshitter. Yeah. It, if you it's if you don't I mean look at look at Trump supporters too you got you've got yeah. proof it's it, at some point you just don't want to look and you don't want to believe it and there's people who don't want to they're too committed to whatever emotional satisfaction this myth gives them mm-hmm. over you know um, we need to be more like modern Germans suppress it all <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine Americans are suppressing their emotions more oh my yeah. god oh wow we would all do that uh, yeah um, but yeah, so I learned you can't, you have to watch how you talk about this stuff um, because you can actually make belief in it worse. So if I, I had to be really careful where we're not going to go into detail about the myths or like go, I'm not going to tell you a bunch of these lost city stories, right? Because they all have the same basic ideas. And they all actually mm. really kind of come from Lovecraft, ironically. Like the ancient aliens myth is just Lovecraft stories. If you've ever read any, <laughs> which you guys have, they're, they're ancient alien stories. Um, and repeating them can actually get them stuck in people's heads. So I had to structure this talk and kind of, go through the history of it to just show you what it actually looked like and show you how this stuff got inserted. How can I not prime yeah. people to believe this is a thing? Right. And yeah. I was really glad I found that information because obviously I could have done a talk that would have made things worse. So I'm really glad to have learned how <laughs> to talk about this stuff. Um, well, so what, what kind of things did you have to alter? How do you, how do you structure a talk that way so that you're not priming people for that? Yeah, I had, I had to go back and I was going to go through certain specific myths and go over and say, okay, well, this is what um, this old nutrient hypothesis looks like. And this is what, um, you know, if you've never heard the Atlantean myth or if you've never heard of like the lost city of Z and um, and show you these things and go through in depth on the Mormon myth on on the Lamanites and Nephites. But I had to just go back and go, here's what the real stuff looks like. And then here is what they say the myth is. But I've already shown you all the facts. So you mm-hmm. could automatically automatically tell why this myth doesn't add up because mm-hmm. I've already given you all the stuff up front. It sounds uh, like the government's already got to you. I know. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> well, and, that, and what you just said reminded me of, I actually saw a comedian do a show. It was like a college show, but it was all on history. Like he knew his shit. And he kept repeating the same thing over and over again during it, saying, if you repeat a lie long enough, it becomes history. Mm-hmm. Long enough and loud enough. Yeah. 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 So is that it? You just you you provide people the facts first and then say, yeah. you know, this is this is the thing that it really happened. This is the story of this ancient civilization or culture mm-hmm. or whatever. And then people say weird shit about this thing that actually happened. Right. There's a great handbook called the Debunking Handbook, which shows you how to kind of organize information. They did it based on climate change, how to deal mm-hmm. with climate deniers. So it's a it's a great. Um, 
it gives you a great step by step of how to organize information so you're less likely to get the bad shit stuck in people's heads. So that's what I tried to organize this talk on. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I started to, you know, just started by talking about where these things come from. Well, and so um, it's not just cool information, but you're aside from learning about these ancient civilizations and relating that information to people, you're actually, which is awesome, taking the time to think about how this talk could be impactful on people and that you don't want it to be a negative impact. Absolutely. You want them to take away the good stuff and leave all the bullshit behind. That's, yeah. That's really good. I, I would never would have thought of that. Yeah. I mean, this, that's the whole point of these series, right? Is to give people access to stuff they don't already, that they, they have trouble accessing or maybe they haven't heard before. And if I'm doing it any kind of way that's not challenging their critical thinking or that's giving into it, then what the fuck? What's the point? May as, might as well just put on uh, like an episode of Ancient Aliens. Like, um, so yeah, so it's a, what the Ancient Aliens myth and all of these related myths, the Mound Builder myth, which is early um, 19th century, um, Lost Cities myths, all this boils down to like authority and legitimacy. Who gets to own the land? Who gets to say what happens to the resources? Um, and white people who have been coming over here need reasons to do what they're doing to the indigenous populations. They need reasons to kick these people out. They need um, they need to be able to sleep at night, basically. Um, and so they hop on the white supremacist train of of saying that, that people can't build civilization or they didn't have writing or they didn't have the right gods or any any reason you can you can think of to justify the the brutality that they're going to commit and do commit um so it's not even as if they're riding in as white knights to we're gonna we're gonna bring knowledge to these people it's some people definitely do that. missionaries yeah. i'd say have that um yeah. some of the early travel writers that started with mesoamerican ruins definitely a couple of them wrote very white savory they were like look i found these gorgeous what ended up being mayan ruins um I'm the white savior of this. Look at this dead civilization. It would have yeah. been lost to the jungle if I hadn't found it. And now I'm going to bring it to the light of the new world. And now, and that's a way for America to claim these ruins in a way. Mm. Um, and in very literal ways, these guys were like buying ruins. They were buying like whole cities for 50 fucking dollars with the plans to relocate them to New York to do, to make museums out of them. They were making, um, I guess molds like plaster molds. They were tearing whole shrines down. Like no, no question for what it did to the indigenous locals, like who are the ones who showed them where these were? Because anytime white people find stuff, it's because indigenous people led them right the fuck to it. Yeah, but it's never lost. It's never. They just it's just new to white people. Damn it, indigenous so, people! <laughs> don't show us where things are anymore. Is that how the London Bridge showed up in Arizona? Oh, that one I don't know about. I did hear that got re rebuilt like that, right? Well, they bu- they they bought it and they they. Such nonsense. Bought rich it, people nonsense. Too. And they moved it, so which is why if you ever go to see the London Bridge. In Arizona, I think it's Arizona that's got it. It's right where it belongs. Yeah, Lake, Hav- <laughs> Lake Havasu City, but I think it's is only it? one London Bridge. It's not like the London Bridge. Yeah, I just know they call it's it like a London Bridge. A London yeah. Bridge, yeah. And in each block, it's numbered because when they took it apart, they had etched mm-hmm. numbers in right. each one so that way they knew how to put it back together when they got it over here. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The, the energy, the manpower that takes, it's just nonsense. <laughs> what else could we be doing with that so yeah. much? We could have just built a bridge with natural resources that were in the area. Yeah, yeah. Could have done that. Yeah. Um, so the early the early place where because um, I start I go throughout history like I tried to start with uh, the earliest parts where we see the uh, this kind of white supremacist myth coming in and then moving to the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And the earliest place that that racists kind of try to claim a hold on it is, is literally like Ice Age migration. So it's called the Salutrian Hypothesis. Um, it says something about Europeans came across on ships, which nobody's ever found any any proof of that or, a, or an ice bridge, which geologically speaking, no proof of it. Um, basically it's just a counter to the Beringia myth that we're all familiar with the Beringia yep. straight theory. Uh, we came across Eurasia on the Bering land bridge and then it, the ice caps melted the le- le- um, we got stuck here basically. And then there was secondary migrations all throughout North and South America. We have so much genetic linguistic, 
um, tooling, like uh, artifact um, proof to back that one up and absolutely nothing for Solutrean, but people will not let that one die. Um, it's just another way to say that, okay, we will admit the Native Americans were here pretty early, okay, but I think <laughs> we still got here just a little bit earlier and we came on on ships that are just gone and we have no proof of them. And it's, you know, just another way to say white people got here first, but we didn't. So are, so are they trying to say that, like, white people arrived here first and then, and then just through just through being here for a while became the natives? No, or? This is, I, as far as I understand, they're saying it's but both are kind of true, but we still just got here first. It's just a, it's literally just a, like, first comment on a YouTube video. <laughs> that's, 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 it's where, ridiculous. It was always my understanding that the first, manifesting guess, this destiny, mm-hmm. white people or European cultures that actually come here were the uh, the Vikings. Is that... Um, I don't know how that's, I know that's been challenged a couple of times. I'm obviously not sure where archaeology is on that anymore. Okay. Um, there, there have been some settlements found, but I know there have been a lot of um, controversy about their dating. Because I, I, I always heard that there was like talks like passed down, like because how Native American tribes pass things down right. through stories about them talking about actually trading with the Vikings at and a yeah. certain time in their history, which way predated Columbus and everything else. Yeah, I know the I know they found settlements and it's more north kind of uh like east coast towards yeah. Canada and Greenland. I don't know what kind of trade they involved. They're definitely already Native Americans here by yeah, that time. Yeah. yeah. Um for yeah. thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know what kind of trading went on with them at this point. Okay. We'd have to I know that some settlements I remember seeing some settlements exist, but I remember people All uh, I know is the story of Christopher Columbus is bullshit. Yeah, he's a super <laughs> racist, rapey. Oh yeah, when I was asshole. in grade school, Columbus was a hero. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. It wasn't that long ago, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I researched that when I had to go school a fucking very conservative friend on it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how long were the Vikings? What was that? Thousand years ago? Vikings. When they had their their great reign when they're traveling the eleven twelve hundred right? I have no idea. Tracy could answer. She's a font of knowledge about historical stuff, and I'm just not. But what are we saying for Native Americans? Like ten, twelve thousand mm-hmm. years oh, ago? Yeah. Easy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So eight hundred, yeah. eight hundred to a thousand years, or ten to twelve thousand years. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I wasn't saying the Vikings were the first. I, I know. I know just said the Native Americans were already. I was just yeah punctuating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So uh, the next, the next big like historical moment that gets caught onto is the the cradles of civilization, which already when you're using like civilization, we got to be real sketchy because that's um typically uses for to be a very specific thing mm-hmm. and it can be kind of um an objective measurement but it's also been used um to demean any kind of group that doesn't build cities so well, we got to be real careful it depends on how you set up the measurements mm-hmm. right if you mm-hmm. if you define civilization as white cultures right yeah it's then we're different. the yeah it's easy to say well we're the only civilized yep. humans yep well and then it's intimating that the indigenous peoples were uncivilized exactly yeah. and then yeah. and which and is then what they did though they that's yeah. exactly what they did yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, there's a, you know, we get a lot of talk about the, the early cradles of civilization, like in, in, uh, in the Fertile Crescent and things like that. And in, in, in India, China's finally mm-hmm. getting talked about, but there were, there's there a were, slang term for a vagina, right? The Fertile Crescent? The fertile, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's where all the world began, you know? Uh, that's good. I like that. Um, but there were, there were these, uh, civilizations popping up in the middle or in North and in South America too. We just don't get, they just don't get talked about very often. Um, so the Mokaya, um, in what would become Mexico. Uh, Nordic Chico in modern day Peru. So these kind of, these were coming up at the same time as Babylon and in his valley region. And um, the the oldest mummies we actually have are from the Chinchero culture in modern day Peru. So they're older than Egyptian mummies. We had they were building cities, they were building complex cultures. They had complex religious rituals, complex death rituals. Uh, but those, for whatever reason, when we talk about early civilizations, we don't talk about who existed on North and South American soil that were doing the exact same things at the exact same time. 
um, ancient aliens myths and a lot of I feel like this pops up in other like pseudo history and kind of like new agey circles, this idea of like a mother culture mm-hmm. where we all all culture, all all civilizations got taught how to build culture from one main culture or an alien culture or God or Atlanteans, mm-hmm. some shit like that. But the fact is that we figured out how to make culture multiple times in multiple yeah. places independently. They find we find a fertile river valley where it's easy to grow shit. You grow enough calories to feed more and more people. And then you build the civilization to uh, account for all your people and to deal with all the mouths you got to feed and all the complexities that of life that occur. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just happens independently. People we've we've independently invented writing, I think, like four times. It's just people don't want to believe that humans are capable of that for some reason. But it, it does seem a little obvious in some ways, though, because when if you look at like Sumeria and stuff, they had cuneiform and tablets and, and the Hammurabic laws mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And the Indus Valley was slightly different. Um, Chi- the Chinese were slightly different. Mm-hmm. The Mayans were big on charting the stars and they had brutal law that was not like Hammurabic <laughs> yeah. law in any way. Um, completely different sort of uh hieroglyphic writing mm-hmm. i mean so there's the, the, like all these different cultures had strengths in all these different areas they didn't all like if if across the board we had similar languages similar right. codes yeah, of it law wasn't uniform similar yeah if there was some uniformity then even if it had all if it was altered by the time we discovered them it it would still be kind of interesting but mm-hmm. but you know you'd have to think well how did these all start from the same group but they're so vastly different yeah and and that's what these guys are always trying to find those things like oh look this this Egyptian hieroglyphic, uh, you know, glyph looks like this Mayan one, and maybe they all they both mean the same thing, and it's this one god they all shared. Like, no, that no, that's not. That look at how sense. they all kind of look like people, right? Or yeah. like, oh look, they made the, a vision of the sun, so uh, it must have been one world religion. Like, yeah, a circle with some fu- like everyone sees the, the sun. sun. Okay, yeah. it's not a fucking stretch. Why where, does where are the jaguars in Egypt right? and the cobras in the Mayan mm-hmm. culture? Yeah. Why does everybody build pyramids? Because it's the easiest fucking shape to build yeah. when you don't have steel beams and you don't have that kind of technology we have like, to support buildings. The most stable <laughs> very stable like mm. there's no once you they're really simple answers to a lot of these and you can see those differences in the and the way that it's like oh they do they did do writing but maybe for different reasons maybe they these guys invented writing too like the greek early greek stuff had like linear a and b there were two different languages and we've only deciphered one but one was specifically just for like palace and temple stuff and religious stuff and one was for mm. um more like uh i believe it was more commerce-based stuff so really um, they had two separate mm-hmm. languages for those yeah wow. so it's so and that one and, and one of them went on to become what we could translate into later Greek stuff. Um, so there's there's even, you can see those differences in civilizations like that. And it makes sense that you'd have to adapt your own writing system to your own needs and people and mm-hmm. ecology. And um, and there's a lot of groups that didn't and need to write stuff down. Yeah, for whatever well, it was that everything started yeah. with God and then people tried to build that tower mm-hmm. and to get to heaven. And then, and then he just confused broke. them all by changing their languages and is like, no, you people are dumb. Don't do that. I'm going to make you speak a different language and you speak such a different a language. Now that you say that in such close proximity to what we've been talking about, that makes me wonder why didn't God destroy the pyramids? Surely they were mm-hmm. tall enough to to – to, to threaten inv- invited yeah. his wrath he seems or really yeah any of the pyramids across the world the other thing is we haven't mentioned polynesia as an emerging empire at this mm-hmm. point but um some of those island groups were starting to develop all kinds of again totally different cultures at yeah. this point all their star navigation all their seafaring yeah, their abilities sailing, it's yeah. crazy yeah um and look at the and then you got cultures like the aboriginals of australia just amaze me right? like their dream time yeah. stuff their oral histories that have lasted for 10 fucking thousand years they have oral histories that can tell you about land masses that have been submerged by the ice age. That's how, that's oh, how. Yeah. Cause they've been there for 30,000 yeah. years, right? And or they've, so. and they've kept their, and they've kept their tradition so tight and they've been, they've luckily a lot of it's been isolation. 
but they've just maintained their their tradition so strongly that they can they can they have a, a people memory that long they can remember the ice caps melting like wow. that blows my mind it's, and what a beautiful and how dare you say these people aren't civilized yeah. or some shit what the fuck's wrong with you like that kind of shit makes me mad but they also have an ancient <laughs> alien theory of their own kind of <laughs> do they yeah that uh their god sent a rock from the heavens which created oh, that okay. impact and their their they spawned from that rock like the what there's a there's a word for that for that um like the, experiment that's yeah. the one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the idea that but we're they, all of our life can yeah. but they also the guy i saw the guys on the show is like here's it was that morgan freeman show where he goes talking about all the different gods and all the different cultures oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and the guy was showing him goes i know our legend is true because here is the crater where life started nice that must be evan almighty <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so um the the like I said, these these theories get put into really old history, mm-hmm. you know, because you you can't you can never go too far back as a racist to rewrite this stuff and make uh, the world yours, really. Yeah. Um. And so you move on. We moved on in the talk from talking about the uh, cradle of civilization into North American culture, um, obviously, which brings us to we, uh, we're skipping a lot. But there's a, so much world history that's racist. I don't know how long we could be here. I see that countdown timer. We just can't do it. Um, we can't be here for the next 10,000 years. We just can't. We don't have enough beer by, at all. Not even close. Um, but yeah, when North American culture started getting inundated with colonialism, um, we're all familiar, obviously, with what happened to these terrible or these poor tribes. And um, so we had you had a kind of a twofold program because you had the state secular um, movement that was claiming land for this new American, this new American experiment. Um, and then Joseph Smith kind of comes in Fucking and asshole. does it on a religious side. Right. But it's the same thing. Um, what was interesting about um, early archaeology in the Americas is, is um, J- Thomas Jefferson was super into archaeology, which is weird. Hmm. Um, and he actually, I mean, for being as super racist as he was, he um, rightly guessed, I believe it was him who rightly guessed that the mounds they found, the which would become the mound builder myth, um, were not, were from indigenous people. Mm. Um, no, is this their burial mounds? They're different. They're okay. like so they they ended up looking very mound like because of Erosion. natural processes and stuff. Um, and early archaeology was just really too young, honestly, to answer a lot of these questions. And so you'd have people assuming like, oh, well, all these mounds are obviously one big culture that's stretching from New York down to Texas and Louisiana. Um, and there are some people who even stretched it down to uh, Mesoamerica and made it one big culture. Like, oh, they moved down and became more advanced somehow, and then started selling cities. Like mm-hmm. they saw it as this big. Because they couldn't date stuff. They just assumed once they started dating it, you've got different, um, I think, let me look at my numbers here. You've got different cultures going from um, 700 to 100 BC, um, a different group from 100 to 400 AD. So different time frames, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But again, if you admit that these groups built this stuff, if you admit that natives have had a presence here this long, that they had ruins that could be buried by natural processes, then how the hell are you throwing them off their land? How are you doing the Trail of Tears to say, this Mm -hmm. is ours? Um, if you've got proof, uh, that they, they were here. So of course you have to whitewash that. Um, there's this really awful quote. That's a great, um, example of the mindset in this time. So this was during the trail of tears, the North American review, which is the first literary magazine in the U S um, published this quote. Uh, the moment the new world was discovered, the doom of the savage races who inhabited it was sealed. They must either conform to the institutions of the Europeans or disappear from the face of the earth. Uh, that's, the savages. Yeah, that's we got nice. to tame the savages. Yep. Or yeah, you either you assimilate or die, and mm-hmm. that was the choice given to them, and that includes their history. That's part of part of genocide, part of colonial mm-hmm. assimilation. Assimilation. You have to take everything. From so them. Andrew Jackson was a Borg. 
Yes. Yeah, in a way, you know. I mean, he's definitely honestly, I think I like the board better. And, and that was also when we sent out all of our our, our lovely Christian missionaries mm-hmm. to go to these tribes and take kids and cut their hair and give them Christian mm-hmm. names and teach them to speak English and to forget their old ways. Yeah. That's part of the genocide, right? You have yeah. to take away customs, language, religion, um, you know, outlawing things like the ghost dance, outlawing um yeah, moving moving them away from their their spiritual areas, their tribal yep. areas onto reservations so they don't have access to resources. There's there's reservations and, now that still don't have running water. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. but the shitty thing is even after they assimilate and they cut their hair and they try to act more European, they're still not a welcome in society. Right. right. There's no winning. You don't win colonialism, you don't win racism, you don't, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, you don't win patriarchy. Like there's nothing I can do to make men respect me or not hurt me. It's just, I just kind of have to hope that people with power don't want to hurt me and that I can fight <laughs> back. Really? Like there's just nothing like that's the, that's the, in, the insidiousness of it is mm-hmm. making you believe there's some in any of these systems, there's something you can do to not be abused by it. And mm-hmm. it's just not that just, it's just a way to keep you busy. You're just not white manning uh, hard enough. I know. Right. <laughs> just got to yeah. lean in harder. You know, and we don't want to hurt you. Right? You're just making us. I don't yeah. want to hit you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that you throw those in there though, because it's, it's not often enough that I think about that. Which, of, which part? of just how, of just how little I have to worry about those kinds of things yeah. as a white, as a straight white guy. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, it's different. You guys have way more energy. You don't have to spend on thinking that stuff. So. Um, and, and likewise, like it's a, well, um, that means we can be more advanced and build civilization. Right. It's a, it's a good thing you guys are here. <laughs> that means we, say, can be more, we wouldn't have anything more without you. Creative in the, in the yeah. Uh, yeah. advanced advancements of others that we yeah. take yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah. And isn't that a gross like way that it works circularly? Like uh, you, you take so much energy away from people that they really can't create anything new. And then you can be like, yeah, well, I wouldn't have ever invented this cool thing. You guys need to just catch up. Like, yeah, cause you have all the fucking time, energy, yeah, money yeah, yeah. in the world and you're not constantly fighting off rapists. You're not constantly dealing with anything that anybody else is dealing with. Of course you're inventing new stuff. Yeah. That's also why most straight white men just sit behind a a TV and play Xbox and eat Cheetos. That's why I try to play as many Xbox games as I can. It's for the ancestors. Really, It's for my, all the women in my past that didn't get to rest. I just sleep all the time now. And just, just, I just take nap after nap. Just, it's for them. I do love naps. They're the best. Especially with puppies. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, we got to kidnap all those husky puppies and then nap pile. Yes. Puppy naps. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're not potty trained, though, so you got to uh, be careful. Well, okay. I'll wear a rain jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> I'll wear a slicker. <laughs> oh, man. So for some reason, I can totally picture you in a bright yellow raincoat. With, with puppies peeing on me? Well, not that part as much. <laughs> <laughs> we take it that far. Yeah, we just went into some weird German <laughs> porn fetish. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite go full Trump in my in my mind with it. I have a mental image of you dressed as like Paddington Bear out through a rainy day. Yeah, that's what it is. I was thinking more. I'd dress like Georgie. Georgie, they all float down here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah what, that's the outfit. I still yeah. don't. Yeah. Uh, Georgie, in it, the one that got sucked into uh, the 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 sewer that was wearing the raincoat and the hat and the boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. This is Natalie Newell of Science Moms and the Parenthetical Science Podcast. You are listening to The Godless Revolution. Hi there, Matt. Just to give you a heads up, I'm dead and in heaven. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Heaven isn't real. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. 
I had these good drawings. Um, one of the things I saw or, or used in the talk was uh, these great examples of the early colonialists going to Mesoamerica and, and doing sketches oh, of yeah. the ruins they were finding oh, for the first time. Cool. And and then you compare them to the actual photographs and just it's ridiculous. Like these guys weren't trying at all to get any of them accurate. They were. Oh, really? It looked no. like they're just yeah. drawing the White House over and over again. Yeah, they were there. It was Greek and Roman influences, right? Like they almost oh. it's almost like they couldn't cope with what they were seeing. They could not cope with how un-Western. They were just drawing what they knew. Yeah. They, they, you know, even though they're looking right at it, like, um, and, and maybe part of it was the pressure because some of these guys did have their own racist agendas, of course, and just sure. didn't yeah. want to admit the, this architecture of differences. Or they, yeah, but they also had church pressures too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of artists really didn't have a choice in those days about what right. they could, what they, they weren't allowed to be creative. They just did what the, you know, what the church wanted to mm -hmm. be out there. Well, was there also maybe pressure from the people paying them? Right, because a lot of these guys were say, sent hey, by I the government. This is like after the yeah, fall. Yeah, and who of, had all the money? Yeah. The church. Yeah, yeah this is right when, when Spain, uh, when Mexico gained its independence from Spain. So it's basically a free-for-all of who's who's got power uh, and money to go in okay. and send people in to start documenting the stuff. It's stealing it. Stealing it. Yeah. Who's going to, um, yeah, and indigenous Mexicans are, are scrambling to try to preserve their heritage, but they have been completely disenfranchised by the Spanish this whole time. So they'd have almost no power to fight with the Europeans and Americans coming in to claim and, and all their travel writing, the like Percy Fawcett guys who are mm -hmm. going to map stuff and in the name of European whatever conquering. Which they, they're, I mean, did ancient cultures make maps of their own areas really even? I think it depends on the culture. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty specific, but. Um, I don't, the ones we're talking about, I don't know. I don't know the ones that have ever been found. Okay. It could be that they, we just lost them because paper and, and papyrus mm. and that kind of stuff tends yeah. to. Or I'm going to be like, well, they're already there. We know our way around. Like, it's just my block. Right. And the Percy Fawcett, they got sent by, wasn't the National Geographic Society? When they were actually a survey society still, maybe. And he got, when well, he got sent to map oh. all that stuff. But yeah, it's. Are you telling me National Geographic was racist too? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Everyone in oh. Europe was racist at all times in the past. <laughs> no. But yeah, any of these institutions that were going to map these new world areas that were getting yeah. opened up by colonialism straight up. Yeah. they. I mean, the, the assumption that you can come in and just map it, that you can just do that and that's without having to ask permissions and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. No passports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just have to have a flag like Ed Hazard says. It's just... <laughs> Just the flag. I should just say the PowerPoint. Oh, I was thinking that. Well, let me. I, I've got the uh, talk here. Let me. Let me get this downloaded. All right. So I don't have the draw, or I don't have the. I was going to download the video. I am downloading the video, but we've got your PowerPoint here yes. with the pictures. So what are we looking at yes, here? This so is the on the. Uh, let's see the first drawing. It's a palace tower at Palenque. Mm -hmm. uh, these are minorans, and this one is by. So it's the one on the far left uh, by Ricardo Alamandares. He was part of an expedition sent by the Spanish crown in 1786. Um, he was one of the first modern Europeans to try and decode a Meso uh, Mesoamerican site. Um, but you can see, and this matches the reports that were, were written up as well. Um, they, they're just not a science. It's not a scientific um, rendering of this building. Um, no. There's heavy comparisons between Greek and Roman um, architectural okay. features. He took a ton of liberties. It's got plants growing off of it. Yeah. Well, and, and arched and, doorways. Yeah, and that's part. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of talk, too, about the way they drew these in, um, like, where the artist would, like, remove the ruins out of its context and put it in this kind of, like, dreamy landscape with the with a with water nearby and then and draw some <laughs> natives like and it's and it's exotifying it. Right. It's not a it's not a scientific um, drawing, which it's supposed to be. Also, from uh, from an artistic standpoint, it's supposed to be in two points perspective, two point perspective, and he's got about six mm -hmm. going on there. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Um, and then the second drawing is the temple, of the sun, the same in Palenque. 
by Jose Luciano, uh, Luciano Castaneda. Uh, he was actually a professor of drawing and architecture in Mexico City. This is early 1800s. Um, yeah, that one's good. Yeah, it's better, I would say, but I mean, it's not. It doesn't have the comb, the architectural comb. The windows and doors are all off. Um, and it's got two Spaniards sitting on the steps. Right. You got the the exotifying, <laughs> right? Like giving this kind of, um, it, it's giving it a a contextual character that might not match what these ruins look like. Um, or what the, or how the natives respond to them, right? Like, is this, do you really find people just lounging around these ruins doing nothing all the time? Or is that an image you're trying yeah. to create? Lazy foreigners, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I find it odd how both of them depict plants growing out of the, right. the it's, structures. It's showing that, oh, these are, these are overrun. It's a dreamy dead city. It's, it's a thing we can come and take over. Nobody lives here anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's under, it's, we're well, saving it from the, from the ghosts of history. Yeah. Right? Look at all the shit we got to clean up mm-hmm. off of these fucking <laughs> buildings, man. Yeah. Hmm. So it's a uh, this is the kind of this is the kind of first information that Americans started getting about Mesoamerica once that area opened up to antiquities um, guys to archaeologists to um, travel writers were a lot of the guys who were coming down here the guys who were not qualified to be doing this right just rich white guys in the 19th century just fucked off down to South America and <laughs> tried to buy ancient cities and nobody would stop them. Wow. I'm also guessing they only had a ruler to draw with. Ugh, man, I, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> I wonder what they actually had with them because I don't know enough about art in this in this era to know what they would have been carrying with well, them I mean, but holy crap yeah the, the, everything's that straight lines mm-hmm. well the <laughs> trees aren't true <laughs> they, they freehanded the trees a building's typically a ruler will suffice i mean mm-hmm. you don't you don't tend to have a lot of squiggly lines on buildings true yeah i guess even yeah even if they had a ruler they still fucked it up yeah <laughs> the first guy definitely did oh yeah yeah so this is um to set the stage for coming onto the mormon side of this talk this is what the Mormons and, and Joseph Smith in this era of, of people who could access the really expensive books these were showing up in, which is right. unlikely. This is what they're seeing because these these books are expensive to print. I don't even know what kind of library or university they would have been, hang, you know, hanging out at. It's not like the um, normal average American would have had a ton of access, but they would have maybe heard stories like yeah. newspaper yeah. reports of this kind of stuff. So so this would be more of like a scientific journal of the time. Kind of. Yeah. Like a like a well, scientific quote yeah. unquote, because they're For obviously the time. real shitty. But yeah, it, it's that it's a oh, we're 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 uncovering these new things. And then they're reporting back to um to Americans like, oh, look at these new ruins we're finding in these okay. mystical cities and. Um, there have been people in America for forever and, and it's, and it, and it dealt with this kind of specific, like European melancholy that the colonists had where they were so excited to be this independent, hard nosed, making, making their way in a new untamed land. Um, but still really wanted to be connected to Europe and the old world ruins and the, and the majesty Mm. of Greece and Rome and these ancient civilizations. And this stuff gave them just enough connection to do that. And that's, you know, they had no problem. Hmm. Pretending it was theirs somehow or claiming some sort of ownership over it, right? They have Grand Majesty ruins here too in the New World. We're we're just as good as you, Europe. <laughs> fuck off, you know. It's it was a it was interesting to read about that hmm. um that mindset in that in this era. Well, and I'll be sure to share links to I'll, I'll either share the PowerPoint or links to the PowerPoint and so that our listener so the listening audience can go and look at these pictures. And yeah, because that's that's just that's wild, man. That they they're so poorly represented. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And this is supposed to be a scholarly, yeah. educational thing that's yeah. being passed this on. This is the crown putting money out to to investigate this new land they're trying to take over and everything. And this is what these guys said back, like this kind of stuff. So oh, wow. a, lot to, a lot of problems on a lot of fronts, really. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So this is uh, so we, this brings us to Mormonism and how Mormonism gets involved in this. Um, and, of course, like all religions, Mormonism is a product of its time. 
Mm-hmm. And so this is the time that Joseph Smith's coming up in, right? Yep, this all this all this stuff we've already talked about has already been built up. All this colonial racist history. He's seen what's happening to Native Americans, right? He's he's living through this. He his um, some of these mounds um, were twi- like ten to twelve miles from the Smith family farm. So as they're getting excavated and all this stuff, this is where he's getting the ideas and the ability or the uh, the little details that go into the Book of Mormon myth, right? Where the yeah. where the plates come from, the Hill Camara and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And it's ironic. This is the exact same technique that Lovecraft uses. In the next century, take a little bit of history and blend it in with your fiction and it makes it feel real full and real. And and the differences that Lovecraft promoted his as fiction always. He never tried to. He's racist as shit, but he didn't try to <laughs> he didn't try to lie about it being real. Um, but Joseph Smith presented it as real history, as a history of a, an America that people were just just discovering. Can I just say real quick too the the amount of artistic liberty that were taken in those buildings mm-hmm. is the same amount that's taken taken in that picture of Joseph Smith. Yeah, that drawing yeah. of him. Yeah, that drawing is crazy. It's not even close. Yeah, it's this. Um, the drawing's crazy. I love this. Jesus visiting the new world uh-huh. nonsense. Like uh-huh. there's with, a lot with, of these with a crumbling architecture there as well, showing uh, he's here to save them from their dilapidated right. like home. super white Jesus. Like he's so white. Yeah, it looks like it's you know a civilization that is just crumbling around them, and so Jesus is here to save mm-hmm. everybody. Yep, and they're using they're already bringing in the Mesoamerican architecture right in the in this in this painting, which is this is newer, but still the that idea of the of the myth that Joseph Smith built, which was that. Well, can I well, nitpick for a second on that? crumbling architecture idea so if you look in the background there's also gray clouds and stuff and so this would be based on the lore of the book of mormon this would be his appear his uh, jesus's first appearance to the americas after his crucifixion Mm -hmm. so during during his crucifixion there was during the time that between his crucifixion and resurrection there were three days of storms and tumult Mm -hmm. and earthquakes and lightning and all that stuff so everything was dark and 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 stormy and and you know all that stuff everything was being destroyed and then he came back and it was everything was restored you know and he was he cleared the storms and all that so that's 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 maybe that could could be why that could be why travels down on a sunbeam that's what i would do too no i'd I'd ride the fucking lightning down (laughs) (laughs) it's very thor um (laughs) yeah so but and and the other stuff that was going on during smith's time which is really important to mormonism is uh the second great awakening so this was a religious-based rejection of the enlightenment um saying too cold too logical we missed something right and and it's the rejection of not just protestantism but catholicism Going all the way back to the apostles, right? Saying it's it's really like make Christianity great again. It's, it's Trump is doing a revitalization <laughs> movement too. It's the same idea. It's um, we fucked up, but there was a time in our past where we got it right, and we need to go back to that, or else everything's going to crumble. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joseph Smith was one of many people at this time who tried to base a religious movement on that. His his caught and took, um, but that's what that's what mormonism is all about is going back to this apolistic a, a this this early early christianity right mm. um and so they've been doing archaeology in his area but not too early not jewish early. right not too early <laughs> we can't we can't go that early because then that's a whole different uh. can of worms he has to deal with but he will take you know the urm and thummim he'll take whatever he wants from him it's fine like that's mm-hmm. the urm and thummim are super old like 70 percent of his character and place yeah. names mm-hmm. yep it's that's your old hebrew so that that picture is a is one of the priests in the holy of holies wearing it's a chest plate and the Urim and Thummim are two stones off of that. So mm. he took those and put them in a hat and used them to read stuff. But that began as part of a, a, a completely different tradition for for um, Hebrew priests. Um, so, he yeah, he loved to steal from people, basically. Well, and it's fucking weird that he would have to have plates that he then never even really looked at while he was supposedly translating while staring into his hat at a rock. Like, mm-hmm. 
there's there's so much about Mormonism that is weird and wacky and stupid. I don't think Mormons actually think about how fucking weird it is. And they get super, super defensive about it. Like, that's it's secret and sacred. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about my religion that way. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. take long to unravel it, man. No. Yeah. Just, it's just a couple little... Little pokes. It's it wasn't. It was kind of sloppy. But it, this stuff is all emotional, right? It's, same with ancient aliens. It doesn't take. We already know. Yeah. All these. We know how the Egyptian pyramids got built. We know this shit. It it's all emotional. It's you don't want to believe it. You want to believe this other prettier myth that for whatever reason makes you feel good. Hmm. Um, that's what Smith provides. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of his his um mystical abilities he claimed over his life that never got proven. Um, anytime science got near him, they dissolved. Um, his seer stone abilities. Uh, he could read, claimed he could read, uh, ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. And because at the time we hadn't translated them, nobody could really call us bluff. But since then, Egyptologists have been like, this guy had no fucking idea what he was talking about. Nothing he translated was correct. Well, didn't they show that the thing he was translating was actually a forgery and it was a forgery of like a receipt or something? I, what I remember it being was a, it was just a, a very kind of standard burial shroud or burial. Well, yeah. Are um, we talking okay. about the yeah. book of Abraham or the Kinderhook plates? Right. Can, yeah. Because those are different. So the, yeah. The book of Abraham was a it was, it was funerary the one that, text. Okay. Because yeah. it was one of the ones where they, like, cause I heard somewhere along the line that someone had sold them to him. He's like, oh, hell yeah, I can read these. Then they find out later on in history, like, well, the thing you bought that you thought was real to this guy, that guy was a con man, too. Sold you some <laughs> fucking fakes. I wouldn't doubt that. But yeah, he, he couldn't read anything. Um, and he, But it was all it was all mythology. People just wanted to believe that. I mean, this guy was ballsy enough to say he could read it and nobody yeah. could challenge him. What are they going to do? You, I mean, you just have to call him a liar to his face. And he's still just going to keep doing what he's doing because yeah. you can't. And you have no way it. to prove that right. he's lying about it then. Yeah. yeah. And in archaeology, being so young when a lot of this stuff's happening is another part of the problem. You just don't have the tools to challenge anything these guys are saying or that the the travel writers and idiots going in through Mesoamerica are saying. Um, so that was a big problem of it. It's just shitty that he could completely make up all of this stuff, you know, just mm-hmm. pulling shit out of his ass. And we couldn't challenge it at the time, but now that we can, people are like, no. It's too late, yeah. yeah. It's it's been it's been established, yeah. yeah. Um and I like while I was researching this, I went to a talk by um Ian Barber. He's a um LDS scholar from New Zealand. He was talking about how he claims that the Book of Mormon is sympathetic in its view of indigenous Americans because it textually claims that Mormons and natives will be co rulers of the new world. Uh-huh. And I to me I'm just like that I mean, first of all, that implies it was your land to fucking decide who co-rules over in the first place. Yeah. Um, and, and there's no historical backing up of that sharing. So at this point, it's just how can you claim the text is sympathetic when in practice they did every colonial genocidal thing they could? Really? Yeah. Um, well, and it won't. I mean, according to Mormon theology, it won't even be that it's an indigenous person at that point anymore. Right. As long as they're right. following the teachings right. of the church, they'll become more white and delightsome and will yeah. just look like every other run of the mill Mormon person. Yeah. yeah. Um, so even though Mormons and Americans, especially at this time, did not like each other, um, they both definitely agreed that white men should be in charge of all things. <laughs> it was interesting, Dan. You and I have not gotten a single half shade darker since leaving the Mormon church. <laughs> <gasps> not even a little. No, I think I've gotten whiter. <laughs> yeah, probably. Did you say whiter or whiter? Yes. Yes, <laughs> both, actually. Which is double weird, too, because I no longer pray that my food will strengthen, nour- strengthen and nourish my right, body. Right, right, right. But and yet, it keeps and happening. Yet, but yeah, your, your body's still eking out calories from it somehow. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in 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 a humanity timeline sense, Joseph Smith was literally a, like a hair's breadth away from being completely not able to say anything he said because everyone really? would know better. So close. We're so, so close. close. Yeah. He was yeah. right on the edge. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and I often wonder too, like if America hadn't reacted so violently to the Mormons, 
would they have just faded out because you'd made a martyr story mm-hmm. mad like and you shouldn't have done that shit in the first place don't be dicks don't be fucking state colonial genocide to any little religion or any of that stuff yeah. but you made a martyr story here and it's it, it well i just say it. the army shouldn't have stopped their march which which army and which march the, specifically? the, the u.s army chasing him to oh to yeah mexico well, that 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 the mexican border kind of made that a little well, we haven't. We don't care about borders that's, nowadays. That's true. That'd be too I don't really think we cared about borders back then either. <laughs> I think you're right on that. Yeah. Hey, what do you mean we don't care about borders? Yeah, we care about was, our borders. We, yeah, we care about ours, but we don't give a fuck about anybody else's. We'll send a fucking plane to bomb anything. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. That's very true. And there's okay. So there's one really great story. I think it's the next slide. Um, related to Mormon archaeology, and this is Thomas Stewart Ferguson. He was a bishop and a lawyer who he learned archaeology just because he thought it was fun. He learned it from experts, learned techniques. Um, he came up with. But this. he's not a professional. No, he learned professional techniques and went on di- on some digs. So okay. it's one of those. Uh, he has some on the job training. I wouldn't, he, I wouldn't like, call him not a professional. He just I got see. his training kind of in a weird way, like oh, okay. in a non okay. a non traditional way. Um, he came up with a theory that he thought that all the elder LDS base archaeologists had been looking in the wrong parts of Central America to verify the Book of Mormon and all its stories. Um, so he wanted to take it to a different area. I think that map shows where he wanted to move that all. But he found nothing. He couldn't find anything to back up his claims. He ended up losing his faith and leaving the church. Um, he's got this really oh, yeah. brutal quote um, of just from a from a dude who clearly believed in this stuff. It's brutal um, to just you know say all prophets are without means of communication to deity. All these guys are fucking full of shit. I couldn't find anything. Like he really wanted to find all these claims to back up Mormon archaeology, and he couldn't find anything. Yeah. So his quote says, "I must conclude that Joseph Smith had not the remotest skill in things Egyptian hieroglyphics." Right now, I'm inclined to think that all of those who claim to be, quote, prophets, including Moses, were without a means of communication with deity. Mm-hmm. He went all the way back to Moses and <laughs> ripped out their divine revelation, dude. So he, yeah. Joseph Smith was full of shit. And you know who yeah. else was you full know, of shit? Fucking Moses was full of, of shit, too. <laughs> yeah. So he, he did this the right way, though. He actually right. learned. He, he studied. He, even though it was an unorthodox way of going about getting our education, but he put it to practice and found, hey, guess what? What I was taught in my religion and from what I'm physically seeing and mm-hmm. uncovering right now proves my religion absolutely fucking wrong. Yeah. He's also in that, at least in that photo, doing his best impression of Michael Stipe from the Man on the Aww. Moon video. <laughs> <laughs> his pants or something else, man. <laughs> yeah. And there's actually, I think they've, uh, the school he worked in is still a really big archaeological school. And it's done a lot for Mesoamerican archaeology and not, even though it's still, I think, Mormon run and Mormon known, it's killing it as far as like legitimate Mesoamerican archaeology. There, mm. it's, it's been, um, redirect not i don't know about redirect is the right word but they're not trying to prove the book of mormon in that in that way anymore they've just got a really mm-hmm. sweet ass archaeological setup that happened to start um with people trying to find proof of the book of mormon and not being able to do oh, it wow. so it's uh yeah but this is this is the joseph smith took the already existing american beliefs manifest destiny white supremacy and instead of justifying them with eugenics and 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 things like science and archaeology like the secular uh, world was trying to do he did it through revelation and divine right and said, we're descended from a long life of Israelites and we were here first and, and, and our God's coming to save you and we get this land and we get to co-rule it with you, even though we're going to just take all of it anyway. <laughs> um, it was a, It's the same thing America was already doing. He just used God to justify it. Um, it's it's a weird kind of uh, it's got that weird connection to the to the ancient aliens and, and to just general um, white takeover of other people's history. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Mormons, the, the big takeaway for me, um, is that they're not passive players in American white supremacy. The Mormons are active participants in erasing Mesoamerican and indigenous American history. And 
it hurts. Like there's a reason. I mean, we have some of the one of the highest um, suicide rates for indigenous youth. Um, the people who Mormons have historically told don't have history are still getting treated like shit today. It, it's mm. not. A, it's a direct line. This isn't just myth. Mm. Yeah. And then we can move into 20th century and do Lovecraft. <gasps> oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He's even though he was super racist, I'm the least mad at him, if only because he never claimed any of this was real. Mm. He was never trying to make money off of idiots who believes in Cthulhu, right? Mm. In that same way. Um, but I don't know a lot of Lovecraft's history. Like, I, I've read Call of Cthulhu and some of his other short stories and stuff. And I've heard that he's racist, but I've yeah. just never really looked into it much Yeah, he, I mean, if you, Rats in the Walls, I'm pretty sure his, like, the cat name in that is, like, literally just the N-word. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's, so, yeah, he's just, a, I mean, he's, it's a... He's they, a product of his time. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, yeah, and it, his specific racism was dealing with that early 20th century immigration to New York and the East Coast, and um, I mean, from when I read about how he became this, it, it sounds like really basic white guy radicalization. He had a rough life. He wasn't doing great. He, and he decided to blame all the fucking immigrants coming over. <laughs> like he did have a rough life. Yeah, he really <laughs> did. I mean, legitimately, like his like his parents went insane when he was like two and three and was living with like he he had oh. a rough life. He still he starved to death. Yeah, he's he's he had a he had a time. Um, hmm. but it was uh you don't you know it definitely wasn't immigrants' fault that Lovecraft had no, a hard sure, time for yeah. sure. Um, but this, the time he was, um, an adult in, so it's a unique time, early 20th century, spiritually, you're dealing with World War One. um, as a planet, we've really never dealt with grief on that scale. Yeah. That, at, at that point, um, the advancements of science and technology are getting crazy, um, industrial age, we're starting to mess with previously untouchable gods, getting challenges to religion that we haven't had before, um, spiritualism, occultism, seances, Ouija boards, all this stuff's getting kicked up because again, yeah, seances were huge yeah. around that yeah, time. This is Lovecraft's world, right? When he's writing, it's a, it's the people are, are frightened in a way they haven't been before. The churches aren't helping in a way they've never not helped before. And people like they are now, like we're, the reason they're turning to ancient aliens. Now the reason paranormal beliefs and mm -hmm. astrology is kicking up, the old institutions are cracking. People have to go somewhere. And that's why I'll always argue we're not getting less religious. We're diverting. To other, no, to yeah, other we're, we're changing our stupid beliefs. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we have they have to go somewhere, and if they're the old mm. ones don't work, we'll find new ones. You know, because well, people they can they go have... away. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Well, I think overall for humanity, they're not going to. No, no, because I think people always th gotta. For some reason, our brains there's got to be something. Yeah, well, we're so we're such good abstract thinkers. We, I mean, we think of shit all the time. It doesn't exist. It's yeah, so hard, yeah. and I mean, we've got literal mental disorders where you can't tell. <laughs> what's real, real like yeah. your brain can generate realities that other people can't see and you can live your whole life in that it's mm. our brain's powerful well, and it's brain can also create fake memories of things mm -hmm. something you thought happened that never actually fucking happened yeah. yeah and i think we just religion's one way we deal with it and some individuals definitely find a way to not have to fill in that gap with other irrational things i think as a society i don't know i don't know how a group as a group we're ever going to get past that it just seems like it's so yeah. ingrained in our um the way we cope with reality. Well, and I I read so much shit all over the place that I that I get things confused. So you'll have to pardon me if I'm incorrect here, but I think it was something that you wrote recently or that I read recently where you were talking about. Uh, and if this wasn't you, then I'm sorry. It, I thought it was brilliant, and you're sitting here, and I think <gasps> you're brilliant. I'll take credit. So, uh, Do it. But you're talking about the different types of monsters throughout different periods. The, the things that are in the cultural zeitgeist and being talked about um, as phenomenons throughout different periods, the the monsters in question reflect what's going on mm -hmm. at the time, right? So 
Um, yeah. Oh yeah, the horror like, movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So vampires represent certain things. Zombies mm-hmm. represent certain types of mothmans, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, just and just the different types of monsters. I thought that was really cool. It was something that I'd never really thought about. Yeah, too. our our horror movies are a great litmus test for what how society's feeling, what they're afraid of, who who has power. You can tell a lot from horror movies. Um, they're really underrated. It's really funny to watch. I actually, we, uh, my husband and I just went and saw Us today. Um, yeah. so I loved it. Yeah, it was great. And it's but it's funny how about every ten years a horror movie will come out that everybody goes, oh, horrors are legitimate genre again. And remember and look at it, it revitalized the genre. It's like motherfucker, horror's been people have been doing horror awesome. Yeah forever and every 10 years everybody says oh it got saved and it's it's just as a genre is so disrespected even though it's so human and everyone feels fear and, and it tells you so much about a culture what what you know that's why some movies don't say scary because the culture's totally different same way with humor it doesn't some movies can't carry over their comedy mm. 10 20 They're years dated, later yeah, right yeah. um but you can learn a ton from about um what a culture is afraid of and what they what they believe what they hope for um from horror movies and lovecraft stuff is dealing with the existential terror that that humans are in a way humans are feeling kind of for the first time on a big scale. Um, the idea that maybe there isn't a heaven and isn't a God we've seen world war. I, I, the devastation of world war one fucked a lot of people up the, the, the tools of killing the, the, the brutality and the level yeah. of devastation, watching people come back with shell shock. Yeah. Yeah. Dealing with like, like massive levels of PTSD, yeah. right? Like nobody was prepared for that. We it, don't, we don't deal with that now. Well yeah. now, like, no, yeah. have you ever just, seen those videos? You say stuff yeah. like that, and nobody knows what you're talking about <laughs> until the you shell shock tell us videos. I, I have seen them. Yeah, <laughs> the shell shock videos. Uh-huh. Yeah, where, where you can see people like walking on the street. Where they're pretty they're disturbing. Just permanent oh. tremors of when they're walking, and they can't control them. Yeah, because they're so used to flinching when the shells would hit. You know, yeah, getting shelled uh, five hundred times in a day, where they're just constantly flinching. So they just have a permanent flinch for the rest of their life. So they'll. They'll show videos of them coming back from World War II, walking down a street, and a guy can't stop yeah. flinching, can't sit still, his body won't stop moving. Yeah, that's Damn. brutal. And that's why the spiritualism kicked in. People wanted to talk to their loved ones and their dead, the dead soldiers that they went over to Europe and never came back, right? And and they're desperate, and the church isn't making them feel better. They're holding seances to try to reach yeah. them. And yeah. Yeah, and Lovecraft hated that shit. He was atheist. He was um, a materialist. He did not believe in God. He did not believe in any of it. He was... Um, a debunker, right? He did not like it. Um, so it's kind of funny that his shit went on to build ancient aliens myth. He would fucking hate it, <laughs> but he was a racist. So I think that's kind of funny <laughs> that he would hate how, what we did with his work. Um, so he, um, kind of advanced. He was the first author we know of who imagined an ancient advanced alien race. Um, he takes it crazy far, right? Goes to like extra dimensional beyond human comprehension. Like you can't even describe these monsters. Um, to even would, think about them would right. drive you insane. Exactly. Yeah. So they, like he's he's. Well, that's pretty convenient for a writer, isn't it? Yeah. Nice, right? It's just oh, <laughs> what do they look like? I can't even tell you. It's best so literary Next device paragraph. ever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. So his aliens built civilization on Earth. That's one of the um example of one of the old cities, like a fan art version of it. Um. And they mess with our evolution, and they might return. Like that's the basic Cthulhu. Um, or Lovecraft idea that he introduced. And he's done a lot of different things with the short stories, but kind of like just the Anunnaki. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is like that. And they, I believe, um, I, I think that came before, cause that's one of those earlier, like theist, like, like 1800. Oh, is it, is it really that old? I, f- I think that book, if I'm remembering, is like late 1800s. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. I'll have to look in that. Yeah. That's, I read about that. Um, and they, Lovecraft also advances that, um, like, the cults of these gods still exist right in the dark corners of the planet. So he, he leans heavy into that, like, dark continent of Africa. The savages of blah, blah, blah. Like, that's where his racism really kicks in. It's that 
19th century, 20th century, still exploring the dark corners of the world, that white men are going to come and save it. Um, that and the secret society. Right. And... Secrets and secret knowledge, secret. Um, I'm going to show you something nobody else knows. Right. And that's so, like Von Daniken leads into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Conspiracy theories. All that's um, uh, Matt was mentioned that earlier. It's that I'm going to make you smarter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you that little bit knowledge. of a leg up. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what people who aren't smart look for. Yeah. 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 Um, and they never check it out. They just go, oh, if, if you're telling me nobody knows this, then okay, done. I'm I guess I'll I'm smart. send you yeah. a thousand bucks a month then. Yeah, done and done. No way for me to fact check yeah. this because <laughs> nobody else knows it, so I'll run secret. with it. Yeah. I'd rather sound smart than be it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so Lovecraft promoted... Will you grab me one? Yeah. What do you, you want? You want? <laughs> whatever, whatever you got your hands on. Thanks. Just just, sorry, it's beer time. Just, yeah, just, just doing some. Uh, I'm just doing some stuff. Some IPAs over here. Yeah, I'll um, take one of those too. While you're okay. Yeah, he. Um. So he never promoted stuff as as fact or nonfiction. Thank he you, was sir. a weird you're fiction welcome. guy. This was just him being a, a writer. Like, so that's the only good part about Lovecraft's involvement is this. At least he wasn't trying to trick anybody. But he did introduce a lot of ideas for a culture that ended up with some fucked up consequences. Um, he also introduced this idea that archaeological ruins are kind of have an alien quality to them. That's kind of an abstract thing to introduce, but it becomes really important when we're going, when you go to ruins and and you've been inter- you've already had the idea planted in your head that these the people who built this are different from you or not human somehow. Um, that's not good. That's not good. Hmm. Okay. Is that kind of like where they do the whole? It's impossible. It would have been impossible for a person to make a line this straight, right? Or without alien technology. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's kind of nonsense. You're always looking for reasons that humans couldn't have built it. Almost. It's it's an it's a weird abstract idea. But he didn't kind of introduce that. Um. And he again he blended he he did the Joseph Smith thing. He blended um real archaeology that was coming out, real history that was being uncovered, and Theosophy texts, which are um, real in that they were written by real people who wanted them taken seriously, but they're obviously spiritualism, so they're quote unquote real. Yeah. Um, but he blended a bunch of stuff into his myths and it did make them more real. It made them fuller and thicker. And I think that's part of why his stuff has survived so long. It is good storytelling. Well, I mean, that's um, how you tell a good story. That's right. And Joseph Smith knew that and he blended real shit with his myth and that's why it sucks. So I think that's part of why it stuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Lovecraft put it out there as a story. Right. It's fiction. It was yeah. part of, it was in weird tales. It was all. Just fun stuff. It was right? creepy pastas. <laughs> yeah, it was early creepy pastas. Yeah, exactly. This is Dr. Hector Garcia, author of Alpha God and Sex, Power, and Partisanship, and you are listening to Godless Revolution. I've got a good feature for you. No, you haven't. Rude. You haven't even heard it yet. No need. Crystals. Told you. The healing power. <laughs> They're bullshit. You're so narrow minded. No. You don't believe in anything? Yes, I do. Thought you were atheist. Yeah, it doesn't mean I don't believe in anything, does it? It means I don't believe in any God. How can you not believe in God? Which one? What do you mean? Well, uh, Zeus. Who? Greek God. Or Ra, or Ganesh. No, not those ones. The real one in the Bible. Yahweh. Just God. Well, you know how you don't believe in all those other gods I mentioned? That's how I don't believe in yours. How can you not believe that someone created all this, though? Why do you believe that someone created it all? Because it's so good. Can't just be chance, can it? What, the Big Bang? Everything came from nothing? That's impossible. You're right. God did it. Right. So, where did God come from? He's always been around. There you go. Easy, isn't it? 
If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Yeah, and so in the last 70 years, um, we come to um, Eric Von Daniken and the advancements he um, got to take a part or, you know, be a part of in his era. So who is Eric Von Daniken? This motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker. This is the this is the the father, if you will, of modern Asian aliens movement. Um, he wrote his first book in 1968. Um, his his mythology is nearly beat for beat taken from the work of other writers. Um, Robert Sheru, who wrote The Mysterious Past. Um, the Morning of the Magicians, Lovecraft Mythos, um, different Theosophy texts. He wrote the second Ancient Aliens book, literally sitting in a Swiss prison for embezzlement and fraud. Uh-huh. Um, he has no training in any of the fields he talks about. Um, his skill is cult of personality. It's telling his readers and his followers that they're brave and radical for listening to him. And, oh, I'm going to give you secret knowledge that I have. That I'm going to hand to you. I'm Prometheus. I have the fi- fire. I'm going to come save you poor humans. Um, Where, where's he from? Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, a documented racist, this, uh, tweet I've got over here. So Jason Colavito wrote a great book about, um, the Lovecraft connection to ancient oh, aliens. Yeah. Um, but he took this quote, um, that he tweeted actually at history channel trying to, there's a lot of cool archeologists and, and writers who constantly try to call history channel out for continuing to air this Being show. Being a yeah. historic. Yeah. yeah. So this quote was the black race a failure and did the extraterrestrials change the genetic code by gene surgery and then program a white or yellow race. So the implication that. <laughs> That human beings uh, were created genetically by by aliens, and that the black race was a genetic failure. Like this is the kind uh, of guy he is, and he's been talking like this his whole career. Also, like he, I'm I'm guessing he's referring to Asians as the yellow ones. Yes, I would assume so, because yeah, that's that's how racists think. Um, and this guy's been challenged time and again, uh, by mainstream stuff. He's been proven to be fraudulent. Um, but the money is too good, and and the emotional connection, the irrationality. So my favorite story of why you know him getting debunked and still surviving. Um, from 1976, this is a couple books in his career. He made an outrageous claim that he just uncovered the existence of caves in Ecuador that held um, artifacts like solid gold statues, some sort of weird plastic material that wasn't like ours. Um, libraries of metal plates, which got the attention of the Mormons, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. They, oh, they hey, were all that's over our that. neck of the woods, yeah. and you're talking about metal yeah. plates yeah. with writings. Or like you Holy must, yep. shit! They sent people down there to to definitely check that out. Um, so he had no evidence, but he made these claims. And so a large scientific expedition was was planned and verified. And Neil Armstrong was part of this. He was looking for his next big discovery after getting home from the moon. Um, they found 400 new species of plants in the Ecuadorian jungle, but none, nothing that Von Daniken claimed he found. They couldn't even find the caves. Um, he claimed that they had found wrong caves and wouldn't tell them where the right caves were. Um, did he did he try to justify that at all? Like. It's, from what I I'm read, it sounded like he was just, yeah, he just like, poopy heads. yeah, that's what it sounded like from the books I read. Oh, wow. Um, and then, uh, so they, a bunch of headlines ran proclaiming him to be a fraud and another expedition was sent to verify the findings of the first, which they did. And then at that point, Von Daniken claimed and admitted that the caves he described were not real. Um, and the next quote or the next slide has a good quote that's just perfect. Um, so this is, uh, he said in his defense that because Eric Von Daniken said he was writing popular works for quote unquote mass consumption and not scientific treatises. He could take poetic license with the truth. In short, he admitted to what amounted to fraud. And of course, few fans bothered to listen. The idea was more important to them than the man or more important than the man. And the idea meant everything to them. Well, and a big problem that we see because of this is, you know, the History Channel will run shit like this, but they don't run stuff talking about 
the the show that we showed you before was created by this fucking monster who does yeah. mm-hmm. who does and says things like this. Right. They don't tell you the truth. Like, I don't know why they call it why they even bother to call it the History Channel because yeah. they're not in most in most things that they do these days. It, it has been the History Channel for twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's and it's it's at this point it's unethical and especially in our climate where white supremacy is gaining more traction. Um, like outward this the the shit we're dealing with mm-hmm. increased hate crimes. This is not a fucking joke. It's not a joke that History Channel is is not taking this seriously. And mm-hmm. they've had people, archaeologists and, and historians yelling at them for years, and they don't care. There's just too much money in it. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Well, the other thing that I find interesting about this is that Von Donneken didn't say that this I, this uh, idea that he put out there was used with poetic license until after tons of searches mm-hmm. were made for his claims. Yep. And money. He didn't say that when he first released the statement. Yeah. He no, his, his books he all said talk it about after the people truth. finally yeah. came back and said, mm-hmm. "What the fuck, man?" Yep. I, I never said it was true. Right. I never I, said it was real. You, I don't know what you're you doing. You guys are the uh, uh, Yeah, G- you guys are stupid. Why did you, you believe, believe that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jason Colavito, this guy has a great point he makes, which is um people put these books out like Graham Hancock and, and Eric Von Daniken as nonfiction, which does not mean the same thing as fact. That's not what that classification as a book means. Nonfiction does not mean fact. And that's important to remember. It is. Well, it's not fiction. Right. So it must be. But in my black and white world, Mm -hmm. there's fiction and nonfiction. Yeah. Yeah. So the next slide has um, is what we were talking about earlier, um, which is the fall of the money. So this is the average archaeologist pay. It's the mean average mean pay for um, archaeologists in 2016 is 66 grand. Respectable. Mm -hmm. It is not. Hiding a worldwide conspiracy money, right? No, yeah. Um, so here's yeah, you'd have to pay them a fuck ton so more than money. that. Yeah, too. yeah, and 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 also this isn't counting that um the well difficulty... uh, point of point of point of correction possibly. I mean, sure they're paid that much on paper. <laughs> on pay- oh, it's all under the table, yeah. of course, of yeah. course. They're shills, yeah, for no. tax reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but those taxes. <laughs> And most archaeologists, um, so ag- getting jobs in academia is nonsense. There's there's no tenure track jobs anymore, especially for archaeologists. Um, most most can't get um, health insurance or full time jobs here in adjunct. They've got adjuncts living in their cars. Like being an adjunct professor is not. It, it's, there's no it's money things in it. that people yeah. like doing. Yeah, they and, do yeah. it because they love it and yeah. no other reason, or they believe in the value of it. Yeah. Um. So you've got um, private archaeologists that work for things like cultural resource management. Those jobs are usually part time or seasonal. They don't pay well. Again, lacking health insurance. Um, so here's some stuff, um, some uh, figures that Jason Colavito found. Um, Von Daniken received over one million in book royalties for just one of his books, and he's published two dozen. Um, the authors oh, who wow. like, yeah, authors like David Hatcher Childress, um, he al- also owns a publishing house, so he gets to take in proceeds and profit. Uh, media networks, radio shows, cable, internet, they they do what's called an inter- alternative media system. Um, so this is kind of the way that like dudes like Ben Shapiro. And alt-right, Alex Jones peddling his vitamins and shit like that. That's how they mm-hmm. operate. It's a, they all plug each other yeah. and work together. Um, ancient aliens guys work together. They're, they cite each other's work. They're incestuous. They go on each other's shows. They go and, and make this circular Ouroboros of nonsense um, mm-hmm. to keep each other getting, getting money. Because they're selling. It's almost like instead of selling a brand, you're selling a political ideology. So in this case, you're selling um, this ancient aliens or this belief of an academic conspiracy, a wider one. Hmm. Um, author, authors do crazy tours where they take you around to ruins and lie to you for a thousand dollars a pop. Um, I found cruises and and mystic tours with these guys, like nonsense stuff. Ken Ham. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the LDS church. Yeah. yeah. The LDS church. Yeah. One of these types mm-hmm. of tours. Um, Go and see the ancient people's yeah. land. We found Jesus' tomb for sure this time. Maybe we'll discover some of yeah. their secrets while we're out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many times have they found Jesus' tomb now? Several. Oh, I think. <laughs> I think you probably find one around every corner. If, you know, if and how many times have they discovered the ark? Uh-huh. Yeah. Ark. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Um, so History Channel, again, and the other networks command almost a million dollars an episode for archaeology shows that cost them maybe 100k to make. Um Guy, uh, George, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Sukalos, Sukalos, thank yeah. you. Um, so the, the aliens guy, the meme guy, he's a producer. He works with Eric Von Danigan. He gets paid when he shows up on the shows and he gets paid for his promotional work to keep this racist bullshit in the air. But the experts, when they actually bring on archaeologists to counter or do anything with this, they don't get paid, of course. So the real conspiracy is this group of alien, ancient alien uh, people. Not the entire rest of the world. Yeah, it's these guys <laughs> lying to everybody for money. And they're and they're constantly telling you that archaeologists are lying to you for, for incentive. These guys are the ones who have the incentive to lie. Yeah. Look at mm-hmm. how much fucking money they're making. Um, even the little guys make a shit ton of money. They've never produced any evidence of an academic conspiracy. Not one blackmail plot. Not one assassination attempt. Nothing. You're telling me that this isn't worth killing over even like a huge <laughs> I'm, there's got to be the, one for the guy thousands of years yeah, since for, these it's, civilizations it's have been around yeah and, and nobody's going to kill over it i've seen movies i know that well i it's and nothing they can't <laughs> there have been anything. killings but they've all been covered up right and of course and that's the, that's and, how good they are that's how deep the conspiracy uh-huh. runs that's the nice the the nice warm bath that all these conspiracy theorists live in yeah. if if i agree with you as a professional archaeologist or whatever then i validated your ideas and and authority has validated your ideas if I disagree with you, then I'm just part of the conspiracy mm-hmm. and not to be trusted. So who, there's no winning. You can't fucking win with these guys. Yeah. You can't win with it's the same religious circular logic. If I don't, if I don't believe enough, then it's my fault for not having faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's it, there's no there's no getting out of it. There's, and it, it it is there's nothing that will dis that will disconfirm what mm-hmm. they want to believe. Yeah, no. it is similar to like Trump supporters, people who mm-hmm. still support Trump, like whether you whether you support Trump now or you believe in ancient aliens or whatever it is. You're so far off what can what what could be demonstrated or mm-hmm. uh, what's even intuitive that the entire world must be in a conspiracy. Yep. Yeah. It, it has awful. to be the case, or else you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About so almost everything. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah. It's like the the crazier the lie, the more willing people are to accept it for yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah. And the next, so there's the next quote on here is I really like, um, and this is a quote from. Uh, Mark Lerner, who's a who's an Egyptologist, I believe, um, to Graham Hancock, who he Graham Hancock's kind of a protege. Um, I would go by Graham Cock. I know, right? Just <laughs> shorten it right up. Um, he go. He's like a predecessor to Eric von Daniken, who kind of started to lead into alien stuff, but he's leaned backwards towards this idea that's a little more palatable, which is that we. It's not aliens so much as we had a, an advanced civilization. Not Atlantis, though. It's different, right? Oh, it's the lost knowledge Yeah, thing. This, yeah. That, that at some point, like, twelve to 15,000 years ago, we built, like, super advanced civilization and lost it. That kind of bullshit. Mm. Um, so this was a letter that, that this Egyptologist wrote to Graham Hancock, which I like this quote. Um, in archaeology, many, many dilettantes and new agers want to be on the trail of a lost civilization. Aliens, yes, the gods, without having to pay attention to the real people behind Time's Curtain and without having to deal with the difficult subject matter upon which so-called orthodox scholars base their views. Um, and, and that's really the crux of it, right? Is people want, we want to find mysteries and history is full of cool stuff to uncover and, and, and really fun stuff to chase. And this is just, isn't one of those things. It's not fucking aliens and we have so much to disprove it. Um, and it's really messed up that people have dedicated their lives to learning about this stuff 
um, have to constantly rail against people claiming they're hiding. Like, have you like meet a single archaeologist who would hide any huge discovery like that? Like, right? Why? Yeah, that's like, all. We're, that's all we're waiting to what find. That's like, what they do. Like, yeah. they're all about finding cool shit and yeah. reporting about it, right? Yeah, there's just they're... if they were to find some fucking highly technologically advanced shit, they would lose their fucking minds yeah. with delight. Yeah. And oh my god, this is amazing. This is like earth-shattering news yeah, i need to like, tell everybody this is this is going to get me a nobel prize right. you're mm-hmm. gonna be remembered forever yeah. Your, yeah. dude you couldn't pay me enough to not like i'm in history now i yeah. want Whoa. that over money fuck that that'll yeah. be awesome because right. now they're gonna make more money than the fucking mm-hmm. payoff would be yeah, yeah. You speak engagements <laughs> the rest of your career right? yeah. yeah and yeah. It, it's kind of disappointing to know how many people are out looking for something interesting to learn about and they've totally missed on on terrestrial plants and animals Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff about animals out there that you couldn't you couldn't possibly learn a tiny percentage of it in a lifetime there's so much like go just go spend some time there's some cool shit yeah there's some crazy animals that do Weird Crazy. shit. Bad <laughs> shit to humans. <laughs> Sometimes. Like yeah. that little mini bear thingy they sent into outer space. Like, and oh, like, the tardigrades. Yeah, oh, the tardigrades. Cool. And they survive. In oh, like, yeah. They're even. Like they're fucking, yeah. they're minier than that. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. fucking. He, he got his finger smaller. You can't <laughs> see it on the podcast. It's... You just squish the, t- the water bear. You, just cr- you can't oh. squish them, though. Oh, yeah. That's they true. can't die. They, don't, they can't die. They water water, never. But when they said those, they, uh... they took one and put it in the vacuum of outer space and brought it back in the ship, and the thing was still fucking alive. Mm-hmm. It's pretty epic. Yeah. There's a, I learned, one thing I learned doing this talk was we actually have more writing in cuneiform than we do from Egypt, Greece, and Egypt, Greece, and Rome combined. From those civilizations. We just don't have enough people to translate it. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Apparently, wow. we have uncovered tablets. We have quantity-wise more. All from the ancient aliens? <laughs> All of them. They left it in a nice library with the stuff. But, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's still in, Sumeria, in history. Right? Too. Yeah, Sumeria, Babylonia. Yeah. Um, those are the kind of cool historical things that are still left to uncover. Think of yeah, what we that's can uncover. Another, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's a whole other thing of... Languages, real decipher. things. Well, even mm-hmm. I had seen, uh, like with new technologies that we got come up. But we're used to you'd have rolled papyrus. Mm-hmm. You couldn't unroll it because it would just break. It was too fragile. Mm-hmm. Now they got this machine that they're showing where they're they're looking mm-hmm. at it every level through, and since the pigments on the paper come up differently on their radiometric scans, they can basically take it, and make a three D image, and flatten it out, and now read it. Yeah, it's not drone stuff, which has been obviously horrible for things like warfare has been awesome for archaeologists because yeah. now we don't mm. have to destroy a bunch of shit or charge through a jungle. We can to look get... through the trees. Yeah. yeah. That's which is why which is how they're making huge discoveries in the Mayan jungle because mm. um that jungle just swallows so everything uh, up. LIDAR? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. LIDAR. Yeah, I was gonna say mm. I, I think I read an article yeah. several years ago talking about using using things like LIDAR to go and, and discover yeah. ancient ruins yeah. that have been overtaken by I I by I'd watch a show nation. where they're actually showing them using it and it's crazy how the guy shows here's the image Here's the LIDAR image, like totally all vegetation gone. And you can mm-hmm. see all the old foundations and ruins. But if you look from the overhead pictures, like never would have fucking known yeah. any mm-hmm. of that was there. And archaeology is so destructive by its own nature. I mean, that's that's what it is, is you go in and rip things apart. Mm-hmm. So it's so cool to have these new advances where maybe it doesn't have to be so destructive anymore. Um, but we can still build or we can build like 3D hologram models that people can and then we can build a version of it that people can walk through and without ever having to mess with. The original ruins and we don't have to destroy things anymore for people to enjoy them oh um, yeah I, I was reading something today talking about when chris was on the show and we were, we were talking to dr garcia and chris talked about the 
impact of the asteroid that that basically vaporized. Oh yeah, the one down there. Almost everything on the face South of the America. planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading a longer story about that. He sent me a link, but then I was reading a longer story from that an, another friend had posted out there, and they were talking about the difference in the ways that archaeology is conducted today versus you know even just fifty or a hundred mm-hmm. years ago, where you know, they were talking about, oh yeah, we have you know little dental tools that will right. that will break out, and we'll spend hours trying to excavate like a one square mm-hmm. foot little piece mm-hmm. of anything. And you know, in the past, they'd just come in and load up a bunch of dynamite, blow shit yeah, up, dude. and sort through the debris. <laughs> you know? That's how they got Troy. That's how they yeah. they used dynamite on fucking Troy. Like it, it just boggles my mind. It, and they took pictures of like, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. But they, there's like these old photographs of his wife just draped in all of this like old Greek, like the ancient Greek jewelry they were uncovering from this stuff. And they would oh, just, and you're just like, what are you doing? And yeah, but they didn't, and they didn't care. Like the guys in Copan who were just, I'm going to buy this town for $50. And we're just going to dismantle it and I'll rebuild it. Like, what are you fucking We're going to loot doing, all these right? treasures right out of here. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. 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 So it's already come so far and we've got so far to go. And, and so there's really good, there's good advancements made that are, um, again, count, uh, are, are giving us abilities to counter a bunch of these old racist narratives. Um, I'm excited for the LIDAR for the jungle stuff because I, there's a the idea of the Lost City um, gets exacerbated by the fact that you got early expeditions coming over, colonial expeditions, meeting um, indigenous Mesoamericans, spreading disease, going back home. Mm-hmm. And by the time they get back, that city has been decimated population yeah. wise and they can no longer keep the jungle back because that requires constant maintenance. And so it looks like the city is just gone. And so it looks like this lost city with like, we were here, we swear, we saw the stone city and you come back and it's just gone. It's just jungle. But it's because you fucking killed all the people who were keeping the jungle clear. Yeah. And it got swallowed up. And so we can actually go back and find these massively complex um, civilizations that live there because the Europeans assumed you couldn't make those those kinds of cities in the jungle. Mm. Um, because it is hard to to build in the jungle. But if you got it's manpower, you can fucking do it. And they did for uh, thousands yeah. and thousands of yeah. years, right? Well, they didn't have a choice either, yeah. right? It's that's not like where they it's, were born. Yeah, that's I where mean, they lived, right? Shit, like, gotta, not... gotta live, man. Well, and also the, the the place was had plentiful resources, so there really wasn't a need yeah. to move. You just had to adapt to the environment you were in. Yeah. So the lighter, all, uh, that kind of those kinds of advancements are gonna. Yeah. It's gonna be cool to see what happens in the next. I say hundred years, well, like I'm gonna be alive that long. Jesus Christ, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, then even just the ground penetrating radars to find what's under the ground, mm-hmm. find tunnels, find yep. uh, tombs, find burial places where you don't have to actually dig it up to be like, yeah. oh fuck, yeah, yeah. So, um, or you can dig more precisely. precisely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You, yeah, yeah. You know how far down you gotta go. You can dig to the side of it or whatever. You're yeah. not gonna just start digging until you hit shit and, and mm-hmm. breaking through it and destroy something on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can be dig more... seasons on trenches yeah. that go nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um. So there's one um, older myth I that I should have mentioned earlier because I kind of bring it up as a cool roundabout callback. Mm-hmm. Um, so the earlier crater civilization, some of the stuff um, where we're talking about the dangers of myth and the dangers of why we have to check this stuff. Um, so it's the Aryan invasion myth, which I don't know how familiar you guys are with this, but um, when it was discovered it, that uh, Sanskrit, the language, um, in the 1700s, they discovered that it had relationships to European languages. And this led um, a bunch of racist Europeans to try to... Um, rewrite the history of the people who spoke Sanskrit in the Indus Valley. So uh, Mohenjo-Daro, these old cities in India that are 10,000 years old, very complex sewer systems, um, grids, trash collection, like everything we think of hallmarks of civilized, civilized cities, right? Um, the Sanskrit word Arya is an adjective. It means noble or pure. Um, German nationalists made it a noun, the Aryan, and it's imaginary group of white people that came and uh, from prehistoric Europe, conquered these peoples of India, and then built these 
civilized cities mm-hmm. that we see today. No um, shit, I've never heard this mm-hmm. before. This is, and so a philosopher named uh, Joseph Arthur Comte de Gobineau made this uh, scientific argument of dominant white civilization tracing all the way back to biblical Adam and the idea of purification again, returning to a purity we had before, to Aryan purity, mm-hmm. um, became the foundation of Hitler's Reich. So it was bad archaeology. But Hitler was a, he was an atheist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he believes in pretty, no. pretty, pretty dumb shit. I thought he was a Christian that was very into the occult. I think he was raised Catholic. He's a Catholic. He's a, yeah. He was a Catholic. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know, yeah, I don't he know how Jesus-y. much he practiced, but um, well, and everybody has solutions for everything. But he had the final. final he had the solution. best one. Yeah, the best one, obviously. I I don't know a lot about Catholicism, but given what I do know, I don't think they would have had much of a problem with what he did. Uh, anti, no, I don't honest. at all. Not yeah. even a little. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is bad history, bad archaeology, taken in the wrong place. Literally helped build the Third Reich, and 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 it helps justify British British colonialism of India because it gave the British an idea to say, hey, yeah, white people came in and did this thousands of years ago, so it's totally cool we're doing it now because white people just do this. We're we're the dominant people, so we're just back to do this again. Um, it, well, a more modern well, example would be people like David Barton rewriting American yeah. history, mm-hmm. saying that, you know, yes. the United States is a Christian nation. Right. It was always set up to be that way. If you look at these documents that say this, this and this. And of course, if you go and fact check all, it's all fucking nonsense. It's just made bullshit. up bullshit. Yeah. 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 So this is it's it's it. This stuff's not a joke. Mythology, yeah. mythology, well, no matter how real it is, like it's not real, but it's fucking real and mm-hmm. real shit happens. It has real world impacts. Yeah. Look at the look at the. um. You know, after the Mormons did the November 2015 thing and and mm-hmm. made apostates of 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 LGBTQ families and and kids, crisis center calls spiked, suicide spiked. That was a real world consequence to myth. That was mm-hmm. a mythological change they made. That's all. It was a myth. And yet, look what it fucking did. Mm-hmm. Look at the. We're gonna watch the consequences of them taking it back now. Mm-hmm. It's 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 myth, and yet it affects all of us. There yeah. are myths about who gets to drink what and who gets to smoke what that affects our world all the time. There are myths about what women are good for or meant to do affects my life every fucking day. Um, and it's, it's dangerous not to understand that. And I get, that's why I get nervous when people write off religion or beliefs like ancient aliens or this stuff is like, Oh, it's just fun. And people believe their stuff like, Hey, people believe their stuff. And then they raise kids and they vote and they manage employees and they, and they interact in society and take that shit out. Mm -hmm. And if they're not power checked, if they're part of a group that doesn't have to get power checked, like white dudes, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a room, um, like if you guys, God forbid, started running your mouths about something like being rapists or being like, or, or just dangerous, damaging stuff. I have decided, is it worth my safety to challenge to say something? Someone. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. socially speaking, trapped I'm, in this small, right. Noise, pr- noise proof room. Yeah, or, I'm out yeah. and I got a pen. <laughs> I got to I got to decide how safe I am and how worth it is. Right. So even if I want to challenge your ideas, my social standing and how much protection I have to do that. Is going to affect whether I do. Right. The funny thing is that if that even happened, all three of us would immediately line up on your side. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to, I want to jump back on that Hitler thing real quick, not because I got a mustache like him. <laughs> Which he doesn't. We you have a Stalin oh, mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever said that was an idiot. He, I, I think, think I think the guy was Hitler was is. high on something <laughs> yeah. pretty good. But I I had often heard the rumor. That the reason that Hitler got the idea for the final solution and the ghettos and everything from the way we treated Native Americans in America, 
saying, hey, well, look, America took them all, funneled all these people to these single areas and then yeah. fucking kill them. That's how I'm going to put all the Jews in the ghettos. Yeah. Concentration camps were born out of reservations and yeah. in, in indigenous relocation. And I had also mm-hmm. heard that the way he ran his concentration camps kind of came a little bit from Mr. Ford. Um, Henry Ford was very pro-Nazi. Because of the, well, yeah. also because of his, he loved the idea of the assembly line. Yeah, that Ford that created. And he was like, Ford created the assembly line. It worked really well. It was very productive. So he, he super efficient way, super to, kill efficient way to kill people. So yeah. he used it as a way of like, okay, I'm going to turn the way we funnel people through the concentration camps to kill them like an assembly line. You got your different stations. I thought he got it more from Papa John. <laughs> Subway. <laughs> John Schneider. Do they have ovens at Subway? They do. If you yeah, want to toast Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, but no. Ford was Ford was super into the the Reich. Yeah. I heard I heard that Ford was racist. I heard, also heard Disney was fucking yeah, Walt I'm Disney was sure pretty was fucking racist, yeah. pro Third Reich. Well, and yeah, pro... well early early Mickey cartoons and stuff are like just minstrel shows. Well, oh, yeah. so, but because yeah. uh, I don't well because I guess Hitler loved Disney cartoons and movies in American films. How so... come no cool liberals can be rich? What the fuck is the uh, deal? Yeah. I don't know. How come they're all assholes like that? Well, I guess I that's what it takes to money, climb up really. to the top. <laughs> you yeah. gotta get to be an asshole. <laughs> money. Well, capitalism doesn't really breathe like, no, a lot exactly. of empathy. Yeah, or... cap- yeah. The psychopaths. Yeah, go right well to the capitalism. top. Yeah, yeah. It really. I don't know how you can succeed at capitalism without being kind of I'm pretty sure. shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. To the level of Ford, at least to the level of yeah, that that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we all have to participate in it. But man, if you're that powerful, I think at that point you're pretty. Disney, you've, Ford, you've sold something, Edison, man. Yeah. Trump, yeah, fucking Edison. Yeah. Or even with uh, the history of it's still on car stuff. Now I'm on motorcycles real <laughs> quick. Uh, Harley Davidson. Oh, the he? biggest competitor at their time was Indian Motorcycles. Indian Motorcycle found out that Harley didn't patent their fucking engines. Mm. So they took their engines apart. And uh, Indian Motorcycles now own the patent on every single Harley Davidson motorcycle out there. That's crazy. I didn't know that. So Harley Davidson's like, well, we're fucked. Now we have to pay this company in order to build our motorcycles. And we're already fucked. But then Indian had a horrible wreck at a racetrack and killed a bunch of people, and they stopped racing motorcycles and kind of got out of the business. Shouldn't they be called engine cycles? Um, I guess. I I don't know. I'm <laughs> Do you not? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to throw you a lifeline here. I don't know. <laughs> My understanding is that motors run on electricity and engines run on combustion. No, then locomotives are I'm all not a steam. We'll a just car. yeah, we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've driven cars before. I know that much. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I got. I've I've ridden motorcycles <laughs> and driven cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a thing people do. <laughs> wow, we got a little, a little off track. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that's why everyone is racist and ancient aliens is racist and don't don't watch it and don't buy these goddamn books and stuff. Yeah, uh, this has been so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like I said, that's one of the it connections really has, that yeah. I'd never made that yeah. I had never even thought of. And it's because I don't need to because I'm a white guy who just doesn't have to think about shit like this. But it's cool that you guys are. That's why it's cool you have me on to yell about this stuff and be and be <laughs> mad about it. And yeah, and I hope that we can I like to see some sort of campaign to get history to pay attention to this stuff. I don't know what it'll take cuz again, um People have been trying, well, and it's just it's just too much fucking money. Um, once they yeah. started playing like all the Jesus God movies on oh, it, I'm yeah, like, they that sold help. the fuck Yeah, out. that doesn't help. Um, I think that was before Ancient Aliens even started playing on there when they started doing. They did a couple. Of it those, was well, there yeah. was it was a it was the a real Jesus. Quite a few mm-hmm. years ago, when they they showed that documentary made by that fucking church group that makes all the fucking Christian mm-hmm. films. 
uh, and then they redid it, and that was when they redid it. It was the one where they got in trouble because they cast a guy to play Satan that looked like Obama. Oh, I remember that. Yep, he did. He really, he, he really looked a lot. Like did. They did. It was the dude was so a stupid. straight up twin, that, yeah. and yeah. they got into a little bit of hot water for casting someone that looked like Obama to play the fucking devil. And I heard that when they re-aired it, that guy wasn't in it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and then you'll notice in the ancient alien stuff, like the same civilizations get talked about all the time, right? Nobody's ever questioning why nobody ever blames the Roman civilization on ancient aliens. Why? They built fucking extraordinary huge stuff, but nobody's like, oh, maybe aliens did that too. Because we, that is a great fucking point. Yeah, that Greeks is, and Romans that never actually, get brought in. Yeah, I I meant to write that down when I watched your yeah. video that yeah, why why isn't that we don't point at the white people and say, Well, clearly they couldn't have just built that yeah. without some it's, type it's of It's only brown people that need help. It's yeah. only, you know, it's Polynesian cultures get, you know, like a, a Easter Island culture gets brought in a lot. Yeah. Um, it's all it's cultures that frequently don't have their own writing, so they can't speak to themselves. Yep. They don't have their own representatives that are either alive or listened to either way. Like nobody's listening to indigenous Americans, even though we've got plenty to listen to still. Um, but Easter Island culture doesn't exist anymore to talk to us. Ancient Egyptians don't exist to talk to us. Um, ancient Egypt's weird because it has it. Act- we actually do have writing. A lot again, of it. People don't access to it. And Egypt got real um, exotified in the 20s, like right around that spiritualism time, because mm-hmm. they were finding all the new stuff. King Tut's tomb got opened, got everybody all excited about um, the mystical land of Egypt, right? And I don't think America's ever really recovered from that Egyptian exoticism. We still kind of do that um, with that culture, even though we have writing and we have all this information about them. But yeah. a lot of these cultures just don't have anything to challenge us. That's Those... true. The, the, the Celts all across Central Europe were considered the best metallurgists of all time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this goes back to 708, I mean, 700 BC, some of this stuff. And that's never brought up. I mean, if you, if you right. look up like some of the Celtic uh, torques and stuff that they would, that they wore and some of the way that, that they adorned those with gold and whatever else they were using, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The amount of detail that's in that you could easily do a half a season of ancient aliens on just the Celts, right. the Celtic torques. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. Yeah, they yeah, don't. They, that they never even comes Stonehenge, up. Right, like because Stonehenge just oh, yeah, has Stonehenge, this little yeah. that 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 one will get kind of pulled in. Um, Rome, there's a Roman cup that's like it's like a goblet. It's it's almost like nanotechnology where it looks in different lights. It's like red and green and it's glassware. Hmm. It's crazy that they were able to accomplish this. But again, wh- nobody's talking about that. Nobody's nobody's blamed like. Roman well, ruins surviving how they did. Like we just within the last couple of years have figured out kind of a missing ingredient because archaeologists have been trying to answer that question. Like what the hell is with Roman concrete that the ruins have survived so well? Mm. Um, and it was like a, it's like a volcanic limestone that's that's uh, um, in that area that was just kind of we figured out, oh, if this adding this in helps solidify that. But why have we never blamed aliens. the pantheon, the part like the pantheon and the Colosseum on aliens? You know, right. well, because it was white people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's we all it's always. Other they could just figure that shit yeah. out. Yeah, we're we're just naturally bred for that. Obviously, we're really smart, um, <laughs> and we just figure shit out. Yeah. So this stuff is it's not harmless, and it's um, new shows are still popping up. Like that Megan Fox one is popping up, where it's the same uncovering the mysteries of and it's and it's that same esoteric like weird mysticism look at history. And um, man, we just need some really good shows to counter this stuff. Yeah. I think that will help because um, I don't know if we can get this stuff taken off the air, but if we had more actual exciting history shows to show to counter this stuff um maybe that would help well, um i got really big into egypt like 10 years ago and i was like watching all the stuff i could on it and trying to like that's when i got big into dr zawahi and stuff i'm like fuck yeah this guy's awesome um dr zhivago no zawahi <laughs> from Hawaii. yeah <laughs> what <laughs> but 
like I had always assumed when I was younger, the way it's taught, like, oh, the big pyramids, that's where the Egyptians are all. They're all on pyramids. Mm-hmm. But then when they got like the uh like the 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 Valley of the Kings where there's that river system, like, no, these motherfuckers aren't all in pyramids. Like ninety percent of the ones that are found are in fucking cliff sides and shit and yeah. under the ground. They're not there's been so many stages of Egyptian civilization. Like it's it yeah, it's, yeah. it's a wonder. The how many yeah. dynasties they mm-hmm. went through. Yeah, like when they're like, Oh, this is fourth dynasty, it's in a fucking cave on the side of a cliff. Mm-hmm. There's no pyramid. Yeah. yeah, they're making the ornate sarcophaguses and or the wooden coffins, which I, I learned that. If it's made of wood, it's a coffin. If it's made of limestone, it's a sarcophagus. Nice. And I think the multiple is sarcophagi. Mm-hmm. Sarcophagies. <laughs> Sarcophaguses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been an absolute pleasure having you in the Thanks. studio with Thanks us again for having for this. me. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad I got to be here almost time. Fantastic. And we're going to talk about uh, the LDS Church. Okay. We have to some more. Changing their policy, flip-flopping on that. So soon and obviously being weird about it and freaking people out on both sides, you know, LDS and non-LDS people, gay, straight people, everybody's freaking out about it. We're going to, can you stick around and talk with us for a bit? Okay. We'll we'll make that our Patreon portion of the show. (laughs) So if you're not already a Patreon patron, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash godless revolution and you can hear us talk about the LDS church reversing its policy on whether they were going to baptize children of uh, churchgoers or members of the LDS church who are gay, straight, or lesbian, <laughs> or members of the LGBTQ. <laughs> Listen to the Patreon. You'll you find out it. what we're It'll talking awesome. about. We're going we're gonna to rant and rave about how ridiculous it is that they came up with the policy in the first place and how much it may or may not damage the reputation of the leaders as being Men who actually speak to God and can discern and can discern get dessert discern from the, from the fruit bar. Me. I've had not even one beer. Well, I had a beer and a half. <laughs> Maybe I'm tired. I don't know. Maybe I just can't talk very good. <laughs> uh, but before I, we go Sarcophagises. for the regular yes. portion of the show, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be. Alan Firth, Numania, Christy Kalbach, Gatheist, Larry Wilson, Stephen Andrus, Let Them Eat Coffee, Two Skeptical Chaps, Michelle Shore, Vanessa, Freethinker215, which didn't he well, I, his name Yeah, I haven't updated his... the name. But he wants us to give him a blowjob now. That doesn't sure he? sounds like it. Yeah. Well, we'll, well, I'll fix that for next week. Sorry. Okay. Captain Samples, Utah Outcast, Janet Uter, right, Scott Butrakowski, Wes Aaron, Andrew Vodapich. Angelica Pellerson. Jeremy Goodson. <laughs> Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> the Foz. Jeff Peterson. Jesse Pointer. Savita Kuna. The Purple Dragon. And Taylor Green. Thank you all very, very much. I chatted with Taylor a little bit last night. Uh, <sighs> How's he doing? I haven't talked to him in a while. He's doing well. He caught a hawk. Well, I don't think he caught a hawk. Well, he had a picture of him with a hawk. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think he was out like hunting for a hawk. You know and what? Caught a hawk. Let me have my dreams. He's a hawk hunter now. <laughs> it was. A, it was a really cool picture. Yeah. And so until next week, crucify those ancient aliens. <laughs> Leave a review to uncover your tomb. And rate the show five times a day toward the erect hairs of Giorgio Sukulos. <laughs> so until next week, crucify. <laughs> 
This happens every week. It does. <laughs> it happened to me last week. It was the air got so still. Crucify the Dan didn't think of anything again this week. And so, and so until next week, crucify those ancient aliens. <laughs> Leave a review to achieve your tomb. I don't know. Leave a review you to uncover your tomb. Mm. I thought one, but that, then I started saying the wrong thing. And then I yelled over it. <laughs> yeah. I said to leave, leave a review to uncover your tomb. Oh. And rate the show five times a day toward the erect hairs of Giorgio Sukalos. <laughs> <laughs>